you lot. You listen to Garage Hammer. Episode 296. On tonight's episode, the manlings talk more about the Sylvaneth, the elves and the trees. If there's anything I hate more than forest, it's elves. Shut it! I'm listening to me show! Welcome to the garage, you tools. Next two hours or thereabouts, we're going to do our best to keep you informed, keep you entertained, maybe have some laughs. Hopefully not at my expense. Bringing you more elves, more trees, and more, just more awesomeness that is the Sylvaneth. I'm Dave Whitek with me, with, with, with me, there we go, enunciate Dave, is, as always, Chris Walker. Chris! Hey, hey, how's it going? What's going on, brother? I'm here. Whoa. Uh, This is like our fourth show in a row talking about elves. Yeah, it seems like it. But actually, it is it because we did the other I, ones before, right? Yep. Yeah. Oh goodness. Um. Ailes. This book is fun, though. This book oh, yeah. is fun. I feel bad that we sort of missed out with uh, as much of the lore as we've gotten in other books, the newer stuff. But the stuff mm-hmm. that's in here is cool. These guys are just kind of scary. Yeah, I wouldn't. Uh, I wouldn't want to get mixed up in a like a tree lord's. Realm, not mess only, you up. Mess yeah, not you up. only that. I'm thinking more along the lines of, I don't want to get caught outside the gates of some place where they're just not happy you're there. Yeah, they're kind of the worst when it comes to that thing, you know. Yeah, they'll uh, they'll send you down the wrong path just to mess with you for sure. Exactly, exactly. Ugh. All right. Well, hey, look. Before we jump in, let's uh, thank our sponsors. The uh, sponsors of Garage Hammer, which include Chaos Orc Superstore. Chaos Orc Superstore. Chaos Orc Superstore. Six Squared Studios. Yeah, mm. the guys from Canada making 3D stuff and lots of cool other things that you might need. Game Store opening soon. Oh, and uh, so we're recording this. And on the on the day we're recording, as soon as we're done recording this, I'm dropping the first episode of Garage Gamer uh, Gen Con because we recorded three of them. Nice. So that should have been out by the time this comes out, and then part two and three will come right after that. We just recorded every day, and we roomed with Kevin from Six Squared. So the first day, he's talking all about his game store and all the stuff he was doing at Gen Con to get stuff going for the for the game community area that he's putting together. So um, hopefully, you guys listen to that. Hopefully, you liked it. Yeah, if but, you're in the Niagara area on the oh, Canadian yeah. side, that's the place for you. Yeah, they're awesome. But we did that, so we got those things dropping and stuff like that, and that was uh, fun that we had with Kevin from Six Squared. And let's not forget the place where there's always something happening, Grognard Games. That's right. Always something happening at Grognards. And, mm, indeed. Uh, Every day, the Facebook page just got this stuff in, got that stuff in. Here's more stuff in. Yeah, their Facebook page is updated daily. Oh, no kidding. Harrison bought Gundams. Oh, yeah? Yep. He decided he wanted to build some Gundams. Mm, those the, the, you don't have to paint those, do you? They, um, you don't. They come with different colored plastic. You can. You can yeah. totally touch them up and stuff like that. But no, he doesn't. He's just... Was just mm-hmm. plugging away at building them, having a blast. He's like, I think I want to build some of these. Wow. I said, go for it. How detailed are they? They're pretty detailed. They're pretty cool. Yeah. Those Bandai ones. And they're dirt cheap. Really? Yeah. He bought a small one. I think it was 
I mean, it was the size of a good Warhammer monster, and it was like ten bucks. Hmm. You know, um, and then the bigger one was twenty. Wow. And that's like one of those, uh, and that one is the size of one of our centerpiece models. You know, not not the bigger, bigger ones, but still one of those. It's not as crazy intricate on how they're put together because they are kind of blocky. So I guess the sprues are a little easier to produce. Yeah. But there's a lot going on on those things, though. Is there a game you can play with them? I don't think so. Unless you just substitute them out for some Battletech stuff, maybe. But yeah. they just look cool. They're big. Yeah. You know, I, think there's a, I think there's a video game with those for Gundam. I know there's the Mobile Suit Gundam, the the, the you know the anime. Mm-hmm. There's probably a game that's for it. I just don't know. Pretty sure there's like a PlayStation <laughs> game for that. Probably. Uh, what else? Oh, Patreon sponsors. Thank you to the almost one percent of our listeners who have decided to become Patreon sponsors. Yes. Thank all our sponsors, past, present, and future. People who are sticking with us during these tough financial times, God bless you. Thank you so much. Mm-hmm. Um, it's really hard, I know, and some, you know, it's it's really nice that people have decided to continue to sponsor this nonsense. So I just want to thank everybody. Also, uh, especially the uh, our associate producers, Jake C. and James Brown, our executive producer, Scotty Milne, and our newest patron, Jimmy Rowland. Jimmy, well, Jimmy was a sponsor. Jimmy has just changed up his pledge and got some new stuff going there. So uh, he is the newest add-on uh, to that for us. And thank you Excellent. so much. Yeah. Welcome. Awesome. Welcome. Thank you all for becoming part of that 1% who make this show and all of our shows including the Gen Con episodes, possible. Thank you so much. Um, what else? Okay, guess what, Chris? We got voicemail. Yes. We did get a voicemail. Fantastic. opening it now, and I'm going to play it for you. Let's see. Uh, here it is. It's from Kevin from Mississippi. So here we go. All right. This is Kevin from Mississippi. And I just got done listening to your He-Man episode, and for some reason it made me think of elves, and it popped into my mind, do you think that GW would ever split all the elf factions into their own grand alliance, mm-hmm. since some of them don't exactly feel like they fit into order? Um, anyway, that's all I wanted to know, and uh, thanks for the shows, guys, and keep up the good work. Well, that's a good question. Yeah. So, I mean, was the question when is our He-Man episode going to be? No, it was. Oh, <laughs> do, do we gonna? <laughs> do they, will they ever make the elves their own <laughs> faction? Ah, um, that'd be cool. Grand Alliance elves. So it would be, I guess, it'd be the Wanderers who are the leftovers of the Wood Elves. It'd be the, I suppose, it'd be the Lumineth, and they're still. Some other other high elf uh, factions. There's like the Phoenix Guard. Those guys are still around. Right. Uh, well, and you've got the Ideneth and the Sylvaneth and the Lumineth. Yeah. And then all and, the straggler and, units. And then the Darkling Covens and the all those guys. The old Dark Elves. Oh, Daughters of Cain. Duh. Daughters of Cain. I mean, that but, is four factions. Right, but 
I think the question is outside of those four factions, like the other elf factions that are still adjacent, will they ever get folded into like a elf grand alliance and not just like a cities of Sigmar thing? I don't know. I don't think so. I got to be mm-hmm. honest with you. Mm-hmm. It feels kind of like they're going with these new factions and those guys are sort of just kind of yeah, the hangers on who are just yeah. still they're still there. And you can still use them. Some but, of them are really cool, though. I mean, they've they've built in like the Phoenix Guard. I mean, they're built into the lore now. I mean, oh yeah. I just, you know, it's it's the, the few Frostfire models. Fire Phoenixes and the yeah. It's the few models left from the old sets. Yeah. That they've still got, and they don't quite make a full faction. Mm-hmm. I mean, it kind of sucks because they were really cool, but... Yeah, I feel like there's... I don't know. Some of the... I feel like they could do like a full... I don't know, like a wood elf faction. Because, I mean, the Sylvaneth army isn't really an elf book, honestly. It's more of a tree spirits book. There's only one real... There's only one real elf in here. That's the boss lady. Oh, yeah. You know, I mean... If you wanted to do like a... an actual wood elf army, Sylvan, I don't know what you even call it. I mean, you could do it because they, they still have all those kits. Yeah, the thing That's is... Called, it's the Wanderers sub-faction, right? They still have it. Yeah. yeah. I just, I don't know. I don't see it happening. Mm. I don't see... Those are old... Those are still... Most of it is older kits. Yeah. Um. Now, if they're putting out factions, they're doing newer kits. They're not just rehashing the old stuff. Yeah. I mean, they've already sort of moved to the, what do you call it, the legends or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. It seemed to have at least, so I, I don't see them coming back. I hate I hate to be negative about it. I just don't I just don't see it happening. And I just yeah. like I said, It'll I don't, be, plus I don't well, see a grand I don't see a Grand Alliance elves, period. I just Yeah. Yeah, like he says, not all of them seem to fit into order, but if you think of order as just anti chaos, mm-hmm. that's what they are, basically. I mean, Nagash was part of the forces of order for a while, and then he just said, "Hey, forget all you guys. I'm leaving." Yeah, you fools! I'm out of here. Um, it'll. I guess we'll know more when the new Cities of Sigmar or Dawnbringer Crusades book comes out, or whatever the heck they're going to call it. Yeah, that'll be our. That'll be the, the the time when we find out. Yep. Uh, so uh, thanks for the voicemail. And yeah. if anyone else wants to leave a voicemail, you can do so by just calling 1-757-GH-SHOW6. That's right. That's 1-757-GH-SHOW6. You can call. You can leave a voicemail. You can be on the air. You can ask a question. We might do even it. answer it. Do it. Call. Go for it. All right. So that's everything. Before we jump into the into the the units and the lore and, this, and the rules. Uh, not the lore. The units and the rules and all that. Take the a war. quick break. And then we'll come back and dive right into everything. Be right back. Cool.
That's right, folks. Chaos Orc Superstore, your one-stop shop for all your hobby gaming needs. They've not only got current and classic GW releases, Chessex Dice, and Vallejo Paints, but now they're also carrying Mantic, Infinity, Flames of War, Privateer Press, Soda Pop, Dark Age, and other assorted boarded miniature-based games. They usually ship within 24 hours, and the model in the picture is the model they ship to you, because at Chaos Orc Superstore, what you see is what you get. And we're back. Hey, hello. Hi, everybody. Hi, everybody. What's up? Hello, Dr. Nick. Okay. So, Sylvaneth. Gotta yeah. check the lore. Not the lore. I keep saying the lore. The that's war. What, that's what I love. Ah. But the war, right. War. All right. So, let's dive into this, shall we? And we've mm-hmm. got... Uh, I'm trying to figure out the difference between a Sylvaneth wizard and a Sylvaneth hero wizard. Do we have wizards that aren't heroes? Maybe. Oh, that's you know what? That's an artifact. That's why it says hero wizard. That's a relic, not a spell. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right, stupid me. So <laughs> let's get into this because they got a lot of cool stuff. Oh, yeah. Some of it's a little confusing. Yep. All right, so you can. They, they've got seven different glades you can be from. We'll get to those in a bit, each yeah. one giving you a different bonus. Mm-hmm. We sort of talked about them last, last time. Yeah, we talked about, yeah, we did at the end of the show. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, so we start looking here, and we've got places of power. All right, so yeah. first, first of the mm-hmm. the battle traits, the allegiance abilities, after territories are determined, but before faction terrain is set up, pick three features on the battlefield wholly outside enemy territory. Those are considered by you to be overgrown terrain features. At the start of your hero phase, you can heal one wound allocated to each friendly Sylvaneth unit that is wholly within nine inches of an overgrown terrain feature. So you get to pick three pieces of terrain not in their territory, and as long as you're near it, you're healing. Yeah, wholly outside. That's going to be tricky. Wholly outside the ten enemy territory? It's not that bad. That's I mean, some of the, I mean, some of these uh, the territories in these new maps are huge. True, but uh, you can't have more than half. There's going to yeah. be at least half the board that you can that you can pick yeah. choose from. As, as long as they're not like big terrain features that are like you know s- straddling you know enemy and friendly well, territory. I, I, and I I'm certain if you, I mean, yeah, you're not going to set up the table to screw yourself either. But if you look at most of these, even at tournaments, mm-hmm. most of the terrain, there's a, a couple of pieces on every side and a few in the middle. I'm, I don't yeah. think that should be a problem. I hope not. And it's nice if you got a few back in your own terrain about the guys you're keeping in the backfield. So that way yeah. they're getting shot at. You can heal them up. It's only one wound, but I'll take yeah. I'll take any free wounds I can get. Yeah, it's not so much the that you're worried about. It's the overgrown terrain feature rule you're, you want. And then it counts as a friendly awakened wildwood as well. So that's a big deal. Oh. There's, a lo- there's a lot of rules in here that... 
if you're within No, 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 no. It rain. doesn't count as one. The three you pick just count as overgrown terrain features. Yeah. You, you heal a wound if you're near one of those or if you're near an awakened wildwood. Right. I'm just saying the overgrown terrain features, it makes a big difference where right. they are. Because, it, because you can teleport to those and do all kinds of stuff. Yeah. All right. What else do we got in here? Uh, walk the hidden paths once per turn at the enemy movement phase. Pick a friendly unit wholly within nine inches of overgrown or awakened wildwood. Mm-hmm. Remove them from the battlefield, set them up nine inches away from enemy units, and wholly within nine inches of another one of these features that's more than three inches from enemy units. So they've got to be more than three inches from enemy units, the overgrown feature. Yeah. So if you've got an army with a lot of units, you can put some uh, something near it and keep them from coming out that way. They yeah. can't surprise you if there's a guy there. Which is a way to keep them from suddenly popping in your, you know, they with popping right next to your guys. Is keep mm-hmm. something near that. Mm-hmm. Um, what else? Strike and fade. Strike and fade. Yeah. This one's cool. Go mm-hmm. take this one. So it's that once per turn in your comma phase, immediately after a friendly Sylvaneth unit is wholly within nine inches of an overgrowing terrain feature or friendly awakened wildwood as fought, you can remove that unit from the battlefield and set it up again more than nine inches from all enemy units. And wholly within nine inches of either a different overgrown terrain feature that is more than three inches from all enemy units or a different friendly awakened wildwood that is more than three inches from all enemy units. So I can do that basically once at the end of my movement phase and once during the combat phase. I can teleport mm-hmm. units around. Mm-hmm. It's just every every turn. Yeah, depending on the if the unit has that ability. Well, if there's stuff nearby, because you just got to be a Sylvaneth unit. So, yeah, yeah, just a, yeah. Yeah, a friend, yes. Yeah, that's. I mean, that's kind of great. Two units can can teleport around every mm-hmm. turn, especially mm-hmm. in the combat. I got a I got a combat that I don't quite necessarily like being in. Yeah, I can boom, I can I can, and plus, I got to set those up outside your territory, right? So I'm charging mm-hmm. in. I get into a bad position, a bad combat, a bad setup. I do my attack, and then boom, teleport out of the way to the back, back to that stuff that's out of your territory. Well, the thing is that you fight and then immediately teleport. You right. don't get to get hit back. Exactly. Yeah. So you get stuck in a bad way. You pick that unit first when you're picking units to fight, and boom, they're gone. Well, you can also do it. You can just, like, charge in into something you wouldn't normally want to charge into and take a hit from that. You just blast in there fight and then leave right. oh that's not a bad yeah strike right? strike, just, well, strike and fade yeah oh yeah oh that's cool yeah 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 okay there's some movement stuff going on that i wasn't even thinking about it that way i was just thinking about more of the options but then the whole idea of just charge in hit first and get out of there before they can do anything uh, yeah nice all right uh what else uh they do have their own spell all their mm-hmm. wizards know it. It's called Verdant Blessing. It is a spell that has a casting value of six. Six. 18 inch range. Set up an awakened wildwood. Holy within range. Invisible more than three inches from all of their models. Spells, in, endless spells, invocation, train features, objective. So you got to have the room for it. Now, they did change the rule where it comes with three parts, but you only have to yeah. put one. Like you can put it there if that's all you can fit, then that's all you right. put, right? Yeah, you can put one, two, or three. If you put three, it's got to be in a triangle. It's not getting all stretched right. out. Right, okay. Yeah, yeah. But you've got it. Like, it's there. It's an option. And even mm-hmm. if it's a little tight, okay, I can only fit a little bit in here. 
but it's enough to get in there, and then suddenly you're jumping units around. Yeah. I don't know. There's a lot of movement and a lot of chance to put things that you can jump to. Yeah, there's a lot of stuff going on with this. And they got another, this other thing, this Seasons of War thing. Like, my goodness. So now, not only do you get to pick a glade, you get to pick a Season of War that you're in. So you get to pick, like, what season? So the burgeoning, the reaping, the dwindling, or the ever dusk. Pick so one of those. You got a sort of a spring, summer, fall, and winter. Yeah. Um, and there's, there's, each one's got a cool little rule it's, and mm-hmm. it's, once again, they're small things. They don't seem like a lot, yeah. but they start to add up if you know how to use them. Mm-hmm. You know, oh, I didn't charge this term and I'm near, I'm within, once again, once within nine inches of the overgrown terrain or the wildwood. Everything's right. got to be near the trees. If they're out of the forest, they don't get their special powers. Right. They're connected, you know? Mm-hmm. But so if you're within nine inches of one of those, you get a ward save of six. Yeah, that's the burgeoning, mm-hmm. thus the spring. Uh, add three inches to the range within uh, which you can pick friendly Sylvaneth unit for places of power. and from So basically, it goes from nine inches, every, that was all nine inches in that, to 12 inches. Yeah, this one's called the reaping. So that one is like the summer one. Mm-hmm. Uh, the dwindling in the hero phase, reroll a cast, an unbind, and a dispel, so long as the wizard you pick is within nine inches of the terrain features. That's a good one. That's the that's called the dwindling. Mm-hmm. And then like we've the fall one. Yeah. got the Everdusk, minus three inches to the range that you can pick Sylvaneth unit within places of power. However, if the unmodified hit roll for an attack that you make with your melee weapons... That's wholly within that six is a six. You get two hits instead of one. That's interesting. Mm -hmm. So you can stretch it out to 12 inches. But if you're close by, you can shrink it down to six inches if you're planning on sticking close. And then get sixes scoring two hits. Mm -hmm. That that seems like a weird one to pick. Like sixes score two hits is great. Depends on what you're trying to do with your army, I guess. Yeah. It just lowers that range, but it gives it that cooler thing. And mm-hmm. I suppose if you're a person who casts a ton of those things, you are you know trying to get extra wildwoods out. Yeah, then that might be worth it to you, you know, because you got them all over the place. If you get mm-hmm. enough of them out, it's easy to stay within three inches of one, right? Or six or inches, with, of or one. within six, wholly yeah. within six. Yeah. All right. Um, now let's let's skip over the the some of this stuff. We'll skip the command traits and the artifacts because we'll talk about them when we cover the after we cover the heroes. Mm-hmm. Then we'll come back and talk about the cool things we can do with them. That way, it has some semblance of an order here and not just reading a book. Yeah. Uh, what else? We got the spell lores for the wizards. Okay, and this covers all the wizards. So why don't we talk spells a little bit? All right, it's called Lore of the Deepwood, mm-hmm. and it's a uh, Sylvaneth Wizards, including unique units mm-hmm. only. So you've got Throne of Vines, good old Throne of Vines. Uh, spelled, cast value of nine, successfully cast. At the end of each phase until the start of your next hero phase, you heal one wound allocated to the caster. At the end of each phase? <laughs> yeah. So until you- the start of your next hero phase. So that's mm-hmm. yours and your opponent's. There are how many phases in this uh, turn? Like five? Hero phase. Uh, movement. 
movement, shooting, shooting, charge phase, charge phase, combat, combat phase, phase, battle shock phase. It's a six. So you cast it. At the end of each phase, you can heal one wound allocated to the caster. Yeah. It's so, cast on a nine. It's expensive, but that's yeah. 12. Yeah. Then if, okay, if I go first, now if I cast this and I double turn, I only get a plus six wounds back. Mm-hmm, right. If I went first and you double turned me, yeah. I'd get 18 wounds back. Yeah. You might not want to double turn somebody. Yeah. If they have thrown a vines up on like their tree lord, and you've got them down to like, and it's on the caster, so they've got so yeah. which now that's a good question. Which wizards can you do this for? And it says you may, so you might like Alarial. Is she a wizard? She's a wizard, and she can cast oh, yeah. this. Oh yeah, so she can use it. It's not a special thing, so mm-hmm. she can get it with her freaking sixteen wounds. You're knocking yeah. stuff off, and then suddenly she's putting it all back. Yeah. Uh, Lady of the Vines is a wizard. She's got 10. Dreyche's got 10. The Tree Lord Ancient, I think, is a wizard. Revenant's got seven. Let's see. Spirit of Durthu is or, not. I think the Tree Lord the Ancient Tree is. Tree Lord Ancient is 14 wounds. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Branch Witch, yep. So, I mean, you've got a lot of models with a, with a high... Uh, Wound count, yep. right now. How many guys are going to have the spell? That's the question. But and uh, does anyone have that thing where they know all the spells? I thought Alariel uh, probably does. Yeah, Alariel so. knows all the yeah. spells, so she's going to have it all. But yep. that's just oh. oh yeah, this could be pretty okay. So that's great. What else do we got? What's next? Regrowth. Yeah, regrowth. Uh, cast out five, range of eighteen. Pick a friendly Sylvanath unit wholly within range and visible to caster. Heal up to D6 wounds. Allocated to that unit. So now you got D6 to a unit. That's a lot of healing. Oh, it's the lore. Oh, yeah. It's the realm of life. Totally yeah. makes sense. Yeah. And then we get the dwellers below. Oh, man. It's bah, back. Bah, bah. Cast on a seven. It never left. So it's Cast on a swev- seven. A swevin. What is wrong with my enunciation today? <laughs> Cast on a seven, 12 inches. Pick an enemy unit within range and visible to the caster. Yeah. Uh, roll a number of dice equal to the number of models in that unit. For each five up, it takes a mortal wound. Yeah. So basically, on an average dice roll, you're doing however many models in the unit, you're doing a third of that in mortal wounds. All right. So that's a 30-man unit. You're going to kill 10. Uh, yeah. Which is pretty good. At least it's not an auto kill like it used to be. If you failed, oh you right, like, right, right, right. I think it was like an initiative test or something. Yeah, it was. But if it worked, man, Dwellers was a great spell. That's <laughs> terrible. Oh, it was so much fun to cast on people. Uh, okay, what's what do we got for Deadly Harvest here? Deadly Harvest is a spell that has a casting value of six, range of three inches. Is successfully cast. Each enemy unit within range of the caster suffers D three mortal wounds. So it's a like an area of effect yeah if you get stuck if you if you're getting attacked and how many times have you done that the game's kind of going on and suddenly you got a bunch Mm -hmm. of uh, fighting going on and suddenly a caster gets pulled into it yeah you got two or three units around there oh i don't want to be here i might die but you know what i'll cast this and do d3 to everything around me Mm -hmm. plus d3 on another five wound hero 
Yeah. It's not a bad thing. Uh, uh, Verduris Harmony. Is that a made-up word? I don't think so. Verduris? Well, verdant, you know, is a oh, word. I know, ver- I know verdant. Well, this would just be a more of a... I Ver- think it's a real word. Ver- I'd have to look it up. Maybe I'll look it up on a break. Maybe Verduris I won't. Verduris Harmony. Uh, cast on a seven, 18 inches. Pick a friendly Sylvaneth unit wholly within range. Return one slain model to the unit. If you picked a Dryad, Tree Revenant, or Spite Revenant unit, you can return D3 slain models. That's crazy. This is a good one. Yeah. You want to do this on your, on your, uh, your hunters and your... Yeah, your tree revenants, absolutely. Well, no, like on the the uh, you know, the Kernuoth hunters, you know those guys. Well, which ones are they? The, are those, those are the guys with the bows. But I'm and saying the guys with the swords, and the guys with the scythes. But I'm saying those are tree, the tree revenants, right? They're not the spite revenants or the dryads. No, so there's tree revenants. Those are the those are the kind of the the, the you know the. Bright looking guys, the, right? You know. Well, what I was saying, but oh, I thought that. I'm sorry, I thought that was a sub a sub faction thing. I, my yeah. my mistake. I get. I'm talking confused. about. I'm talking about the Kernoth Hunter. Guys. Oh, so that's for just the one slain model. Okay. Yeah, but those guys are five wounds each, three plus saves. I mean, those are the those are the beat sticks of the army. You just bring one back. It's like God. <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. I mean, I'm sorry. I was see. I I was thinking sub faction. Like my mistake. My mistake. Yeah. Uh, so what else we got in here? Oh, Tree Song. Tree Song. Seven. Casting value. 16 inch range. Pick a friendly Awaken Wildwood. Until the start of your next hero phase, improve the rend of melee weapons used by friendly Sylvanet units by one while they're within nine or wholly within nine. That's that's bonkers. That's so good. Plus one rend. That's nuts. That's ridiculous. Considering what these different units have. Mm-hmm. I mean, the Lancers, it's melee unit, but that Lance has a rend of two. Yeah. You know? But, uh, well, Kernoth Hunters already have a rend of three. Oh, that's rend. true. <laughs> rend four. That's crazy. <laughs> yeah. And a lot of this other stuff has rend of, like, one. There's a lot mm-hmm. of rend one in this mm-hmm. army. Jump into rend two. Yeah. Wow, that's pretty cool. All right, that's yeah. a good one. There, I mean, I mean are... putting, putting dryads, a, like a big, massive Galatian veteran dryads with two-inch range all stacked up behind each other, giving them rend one, it's 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 nuts. It's so good. That's true. Two attacks, fours by fours. You're still getting that get, uh, that little bit extra. Yeah, you toss in an all-out attack on there, get him to hit on threes. I don't know, maybe use your plus one to wound triumph once per game on there. Yeah. Threes, threes, rend one on a unit of dryads. Jeez. Yeah. No, that's good. <laughs> yeah. So The lore's pretty cool. Oh, yeah. There's not a bad one in here. No, there's a lot of healing and replacing and putting stuff back, and then it's like, oh, if you don't want to do that, you can add one to your rend. I mean, the only, I guess, the only stinker would be, I mean, Deadly Harvest isn't, it's just not as good as the other ones, I think. 
It's good. It's just not as good as these other ones. Well, that's another situational one. Do you want your wizard to get caught in the middle of... But think about that. If you've got a treat lord ancient... Oh, yeah. That massive base. Yeah. Now, do you want to give him that? Because I don't think he knows all the spells, does he? No, I don't think so. No, but Elariel so... does. Right. Yeah, Alar- that's right. Elariel. Everyone within three inches of her. My massive base. Takes D3 mortal wounds. Yeah. Yeah, they're all pretty cool. Uh, all right, let's run real fast uh, through the glades, and then we'll have done everything except the different artifacts and things, which we'll cover when we cover that group of... Mm-hmm. Yeah, because heroes, hero wizards, and yeah, because that and that's all it is. So once we cover the heroes and then we cover the wizards, we'll cover the cool things that they can take. Yeah. All right, so we're going to run this one real quick, too, because there's just a lot of it, and I'd like to get to some of the units. Yep. Um, if you decide to be Oak and Brow, uh, yep. when you're trying to find one of the rows on the Tree Lords, Ancients, and stuff like that, or the Durthus, you count only half the wounds. Yeah. That's actually pretty good like really so, yeah. yeah very good it's very good yeah suddenly you're not moving down it's like the first one is six wounds suffered yeah so it keeps that to... yeah you wow really you would have it. to take for like a spirit of dirthu mm-hmm. or a tree lord ancient if you're oaken brow they're basically stay in the first column until they've taken the over 12 wounds because you count it as half yeah they would need to take 13 they'd be on their last wound before they move down one notch yeah, you got to keep that guardian sword at six wounds. Exactly, six or six damage. Yeah, Fucking guardian sword is. Well, nuts. I mean, if you're taking a bunch of big trees, why wouldn't mm-hmm. you take this? I'm going to just exactly. keep. Yeah, I'm yeah. never going to have to move yeah. on the chart until I'm to my last wound. Right. Because when you're on your last wound, then you're tired. Then you're moving, and then you only move down that one notch. Mm-hmm. So it's not like you're even losing that much. What do you go? You go from a six on your guardian sword to a d six, which is a big. Which is a that's a big. That's a big difference. Well, I think. Of course it is because you're going to on the average roll a three or four. But mm-hmm. the thing is, it's not like you go from six to four or three. You're not guaranteed lower. You could still do really well. Yeah, of course. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. What do I know? I'm not good at this game. Um Narrow root, once per turn when you're casting or unbinding. Again, within overgrown or wildwood, you roll three d six instead of two d six once per turn when you're casting or unbinding. Yeah. And then you remove one of one die of your choice, but still, I'll take that. I'll, if you got, and plus there's a lot of wizards. If you're playing a lot of wizards in this game, mm-hmm. that's not a bad one to take either. Well, especially in this book, like pretty much all your heroes are wizards. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Heartwood? Yeah, take this one. This is great. So after deployment, but before the first battle run begins, you pick up the three different enemy units on the battlefield to be the quarry of the hunt. If you do so, add one to hit rolls for attacks made by friendly Heartwood units that target those units. Yep. That's a good one. I absolutely love that. That's really good. Yeah. I, um, it's like, who are your three bounty hunter units? Okay. I'm plus one to hit all those guys. Oh. <laughs> uh, Iron Bark. Mm-hmm. Iron Bark gets a command ability. 
Use it at the start of the enemy combat phase. The unit that receives it is a friendly iron bark within three inches of an enemy unit that made a charge move. Pick one enemy unit within three inches of that friendly iron bark unit and roll a die. On a two up, the enemy unit takes D3 mortal wounds. You can use this command more than once in a phase, but if you do so, you cannot pick the same enemy unit more than once in a phase. Uh, this one I'm not that keen on. Yeah. Everyone else is just giving me bonuses. This guy's giving me a command ability. I have to spend command points to do D3. Now, can it come in handy? Sure. But you can, I can do it multiple times. Well, that means I'm burning multiple command points. Yep. And it's not against the same unit. It's not like I'm piling on to kill off something. Yeah, it's not as good as the other ones. No, the not at ones. all. Right. What about Winterleaf? So Winterleaf is enemy units within three inches of a friendly Winterleaf unit cannot retreat. In addition, if you pick Ever Dusk from the Seasons of War battle trait for a Winterleaf army, enemy units within three inches of a friendly Winterleaf unit cannot be removed from the battlefield through an effect that would allow them to be set up again later in the battle. No teleporting for you. Nothing. Nope. Because later in the battle is if you remove it and put it somewhere else. I'm taking it off and I'm putting... I mean, obviously, I'm... They're not... Yeah, that that counts, right? Yeah. Yeah. It, you, if you're within three inches, you can't, like... Retreat or teleport away. Right. I like that better than Iron Bark. Yeah, for sure. All right, Dreadwood. Once for battle, you can walk the hidden paths twice in the same turn. But if you do so, at least one of them must be a Spite Revenants unit. In addition, once per battle, you can use Strike and Fade twice in the same turn. But they also, one of them has, at least one of them has to be a Spite Revenant unit. Right. That's, I mean, if you're taking a lot of Spite Revenants, it's not bad. But it's literally once per battle. You're doing one extra walk and one extra thing. Yeah. Which could be, you know, could be super powerful. Yeah, but I think I'd rather go with the Oaken Brow or the Naro Root or maybe even the Heartwood before that. Yeah. I mean, the Spite Revenants are, they're okay, but they're definitely not like a beat stick unit. But no, no, not at all. Uh, and what else? What's the last one? Harvest Boon? You want to take that one? So Harvest Boon, after deployment, but before the first battle round begins, you can move each friendly Harvest Boon Spite Rider Lancers and Revenant Seekers unit up to 12 inches. Uh, if both players can move units before the first battle round begins, they must roll off, and the winner chooses who moved their units first. That's pretty good. Yeah, I mean, once again, I just I keep I keep going back to Oakenbrow and Gnarl Root. I can't yeah. help looking back at those. I mean, this one is a overshadow. I mean, depending on your makeup of your army, of course. Yeah, I mean, if you're going like a one, you know, like a one drop army, and you pick Harvest Boon. Yeah, I mean, you could just do a massive alpha strike right at the beginning of the game. You get to move a foot before the game even starts. And those guys are yeah. fast. Those guys are fast. I mean, and it says, and it's every unit, each friendly, not just one of those units, it's each friendly. So you have like, I don't know, three, four, five units of these guys. Well, yeah, I suppose. Yeah, oh if you really, God. yeah, if you made a whole army out of this, if you really focused and made a whole army out of this, Absolutely. Yeah, I that's mean, they crazy. Move a, they move a foot before the game starts, then they move fourteen inches, and then they can charge. <laughs> so you get like a twenty-six inch move before they're charging. I mean, that's it's massive. This now, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think th this army's you know, I mean, 
I know people are saying duh, but it, movement is this army's yeah thing, right? Because it's jumping around through all the different four. If you get a decent setup on your table and you pick the right mm-hmm. pieces of terrain, and your enemy doesn't know enough to get units, because you could cut out all the teleporting between terrain pieces by just keeping units near them. Yes, and if you've got enough smaller units, you can really lock. You can keep the 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 teleporting shenanigans to a minimum. Mm-hmm. But then they've still got all that movement. You can move your whole. That's so. I mean, God, yeah. You could, yeah. If you pile up those units in there as a bunch, because uh, what is it? The one can be. Uh, their spite rider lancers are battle line in a harvest boon army. <laughs> yep. Mm-hmm. So you can, yeah, that just seems. And Revenant Seekers, what what about, what are those guys in? Yep, they're Battle Line and mm-hmm. Harvest Boon Army too. Yeah, yeah. So both, the, both those units on the flying things. I mean, they're not cheap. You're not having a ton of unit models in those. You've got three units for between 210 and 235, depending on what you're picking. Yeah, but these guys, have you looked at, I mean, I'm sure you've looked at the War Scrolls for these things. These yeah. Are, they're pretty good. They all strike first. They have strike first. all have strike first ability. So if they charge, if you, if you do this, you do this massive alpha strike, your whole army fights first. You don't go in initiative. You don't go in order. Like, they all have strike first. Like, if I charge you, I could, if, if my I whole army this- is fighting you. If I'm playing this smart, I move my whole army up a foot. Mm -hmm. Then I move my whole army up again. Then I go and I surround a unit I have to kill with multiple of these three-man units. Yeah. And then, boom, I take down... You know, because you don't have to wipe out everything. You don't have to go one for one. You just surround the stuff that's really going to cause you a problem. Mm -hmm. And then smash it. Yeah. And before your movement phase is your hero phase, so you cast all the spells you need on these guys to give them their plus one rend and all that other nonsense we were talking about. Mm-hmm. Oh, dear Lord. Yeah. Plus, these guys all heal, right? So I said, like, if, 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 if you don't kill one of these guys, they have five wounds each. Mm-hmm. If, you don't, if you don't kill, like, it, a model, it just heals all its wounds back. Oh, that's... This sounds pretty cool. It sounds like you. <laughs> I mean, <sighs> I mean the seekers, the, the revenant seekers, they have three attacks, fours, threes, rend two, damage two. So you all out attack. You're hitting on threes, wounded on threes, rend two, two damage. I mean, it's it's not it's not terrible. I love the core battalion in this book. What are they? What? <laughs> Two to four tree lord ancients and one to three tree lords is the is the special core battalion in this book for these oh, guys. Oh yeah, yeah. And then they get to and then the once growth. per battle you get an extra command point for that. Mm-hmm. That just seems so silly. <laughs> but there's so much happening. With oh, yeah. this army, all this movement, all this healing, all this jumping around, all this doing stuff. Wow, that that's I'm I didn't even realize that as I was reading it. I'm like, okay, so these guys can move. But yeah, that's they're all that's, battle line. You can just pick your heroes and just those if you really want to. 
If yeah. you like them, you want the new stuff. I'm just going to run these guys up. Mm-hmm. You know, is that sort of the equivalent of running an all snake army with with uh, Marathi probably, characters? Yeah, probably, probably, you would probably take like characters and elites. As, as a, you'd probably as your character, as your hero, you'd probably take a tree lord ancient because he's a wizard, and then you just you know you'd get a bunch of these lancers and seekers, you'd maybe a unit of gossamer archers to just like lock down a unit that you don't really want to deal with. The guys, the gossamer archers can definitely do that and then you just you know you fly around murder stuff with you with these units that's like turn one alpha strike i think it's not a big it's not hard to do and the tree lords are slow but if you've got the right terrain pieces out yeah you can teleport and do yeah you just stuff. teleport because mm-hmm. oh, yeah because a lot of this stuff if you look at it moves five which is decent mm-hmm. tree revenants five spite revenants five yeah, hunters, all the Kurnoth hunters are five. Dryads move seven. Shut up, Dryads. But then you've got your, like you said, your Revenant Seekers, uh, 12. Spite Rider Lancers, 14. Yeah. those guys, Yeah, those guys are booking across the table. Mm-hmm. And then, not to mention, like, the, I mean, the, uh, um, not those guys, the ugh, Spite Revenants. Or is it the spite revenants? No, it's the tree revenants. They just teleport. They don't need to be in range of any of the of the overgrown terrain features or wildwoods. They just do it. Oh, that's right. Just because, as long as you got a musician in there, yeah, they can they just, just do they it. Just, they just walk the spirit paths, and they're just. They vanish and they come up anywhere on the battlefield more than nine inches from all enemy units. This army's crazy. Yeah. This is like you, cool. You, yeah, like you cannot leave an objective undefended anywhere if the if the Sylvanith player has tree revenants. And let's face it, everybody's gonna have tree revenants. I mean <laughs> uh, why wouldn't you? No, I why get it. I totally I mean, are, get it. There are hundred and ten points for five. I mean, you're probably going to have th- at least at least one unit, probably three, and they just they just teleport around, take objectives. You know, those can be your can they be? Yeah, those are your are they battle line? They're not battle line. Spite revenants. They can be in a dreadwood army. But, yeah, but we're talking about taking that uh, Harvestborn. See, and there's yeah. a reason to take that Harvestborn because you say, "Oh, that Narrowwood is so good and stuff." But it's like, "Oh, that yeah." Because in Harvestborn, in Harvestborn, you're gonna make your uh, these these uh, the Revenant Seekers and Spite Rider Lancers. They're gonna be your bounty hunters. So, oh yeah. So they're gonna Alpha Strike like your Galician vet so your enemy your Galician veterans are gonna get plus one damage on those guys too like good god just like <laughs> meanwhile your the Sylvaneth Galician veterans are gonna be dryads right and if you do decide to take say Heartwood mm-hmm. and pick those three enemy units to be you know that you get plus one to hit mm-hmm. yeah well that's the that's where you, all your Kurnoth hunters are battle line yeah. So if you're taking a Kurnoth Hunters list, yeah, okay, plus one to hit on on the three units. I'm just going to pick your three. I'm going to pick three important units. It doesn't matter mm-hmm. what, right? Yeah, right. It's usually it would probably be. It's about to guess depending on what you want. It would probably be the other guys, 
bounty hunters because those are generally the most powerful units and they you want to kill them before they can get into your Galician veterans and start messing them up yeah I mean unless like I said un- unless I don't know unless you think there's a character that you really want to get rid of yeah your but enemy's you got make... your enemy's got one wizard you know right. yeah because can I you pick yeah, any I... unit or does it have to be a battle line unit it's let me let me Let's go see. back and check that uh, battle line uh, are we talking Heartwood Pick just three a, different enemy units. Yeah, oh, just yes, three yeah. enemy units. Right. And so they're plus one to hit on you. And Kurnoth mm-hmm. Hunters, by the way, which would be the battle line units in this army that would, you know, be, you're right. getting plus one to hit. They already hit on threes in melee. Yeah. So twos by threes. Yep. Some with rend, some without. But depending on which Kurnoth Hunter you pick, it's either no rend, one rend, or freaking three rend. Yeah. The, the scythes, are, they're just yeah. crazy. They're crazy. That's bananas. All right, yeah, it's really let's good. do this. Let's mm-hmm. run through the wizards, because there's a lot of them. And then after we run through the wizards, we can talk about all the wizard uh, relics and artifacts and things that wizards can take. Mm-hmm. Now, almost all these wizards, and I think all these wizards are also heroes. I believe so, yes. So after we cover that... Then we can cover all the heroes and talk about that'll go for everything. Yeah, I'm looking through here. I don't see one wizard that isn't a hero in this list. I don't, nope, I don't think there is one. Because uh-uh. they don't have any wizard units, right? They're not, not they're not like in, that. Yeah. Not in this book. I mean. Right. All right. So let's talk, let's talk Alarial the Everqueen. This gorgeous model, this amazing yeah. elven uh, goddess. 16 wounds moves up to 16 inches depending on how many wounds it's taken. Temporary with three up save. 840 points. Yes. So she's like half your army. Uh, Practically. Practically. You got a 24 inch shooting attack, only one, but it's twos by twos, Ren two, starting at six damage. Mm -hmm. She casts and dispels three, knows all the spells of the Lord of the Deepwood, plus her other spells, plus whatever. Yeah. Um, flies. She flies. Um, two sets of attacks, the talons and the antlers, and it's all good. You know. Yeah, the, t- the talon dwindling is not a great weapon, but it's got a really good effect. Yeah, and it's four attacks, three. I mean, it's still four attacks. Yeah. And what does it do? It does, uh, oh, if any wounds inflicted by the talon are allocated to an enemy model and not negated, and that enemy model is not dead, roll a dice, and on a six, it's dead. At the end mm-hmm. of any phase, if any wounds inflicted... Wait. By this unit's talent of the dwindling. <sighs> it's gonna, so in the combat phase. Hmm. Yeah, okay, and I'm assuming that they've probably FAQ this, because I was looking at this at first and said, well, at the end of any phase... Mm-hmm. So when would you be attacking with this out of phase, unless there is a thing that allows you to do that out of the combat phase? Maybe in the hero phase you can fight somehow. Oh, maybe that's it. I I don't know. Because at first when I read this, I thought this was, oh, if you took wounds, then at the end of any phase that you, okay, I took wounds now, at the end of phase, do I have unnegated wounds from this? On a Mm. six, I might die. But that seems too powerful. Yeah. That seems too powerful. I might have misread. I might have gotten excited. Look at me, rules lawyer, and try. Well, the way this is worded, I don't. I don't know. I mean, it's um, still good. It's just you know. Oh, yeah. it's- 
What other things has she got? Okay, she's got Life Bloom. Yeah. In wait, heals. In, <sighs> yeah, okay. yeah. In your hero phase, you heal up to two d six wounds allocated to this unit. <laughs> okay, but okay. also in addition, once per battle at the end of your hero phase, if this unit is destroyed, you roll a dice, add the number of the current battle round to the roll, and on a six plus, you set up this unit wholly within a foot of an overgrown terrain feature or friendly awakened wildwood more than nine inches from all enemy units and with eight wounds allocated to it. So, it comes so back if, she gets, if she gets killed early, yeah. you can wait until round three, say, because then you only need to roll a three or better to bring her back. Mm-hmm. If you've got things going and you want to wait till round four because you're a maniac, you bring her back on a two. Yeah. And she heals two d six wounds every hero, fa- every one of your yeah. hero phases. Yeah. So what you, I think, what you do is you just, I mean, you go, you kind of go hard with, you know, like round two on, just get into something because you're not going to kill her right away. There's not a lot of stuff that's going to be able to take her out in like one shot. I don't think sixteen wounds with a three up save. Right. So then she lasts in combat for a while. Maybe she gets taken down in turn four. Maybe and then, so then turn five. Yep, she's back. Bip, bink, hi. You know, or you know, yeah, in in turn four, she comes back on a two up. You know, like wow. Yeah. All right. Um, if you stop stomp with the monstrous rampage because it's also a monster. Mm-hmm. Uh. And if they have okay, if you stomp and the enemy unit you're stomping has a wounds characteristic of one, they take D six on a two up instead of D three mortals. Yeah. Nice. Yep. Thunder stomp. Yep. Once per battle, at the end of your movement phase, you can just summon a unit onto the field. <laughs> yeah. What? Yeah, soul and foray. A tree lord. Mm-hmm. I can just summon a tree lord yeah. at the end of my movement phase. Yep. Or a branch witch, or three Kurnoth hunters, or ten spites, or ten tree revenants, or twenty dryads. Yeah. So dumb. For free. Retreat and charge. Right. Yeah. And then she's got spells. Mm-hmm. On top of all the healing spells we mentioned, because she knows them all. So on top yeah. of the healing and the other stuff, first she's got metamorphosis. That casts on a seven, 16 inches. Pick an enemy unit. Roll a number of dice equal to the casting roll. So you're rolling at least seven dice. Mm-hmm. Mortal wounds on a three up. And if a unit is destroyed by mortal wounds from this spell, before removing it, you can set up an awakened wildwood there for with one piece, wholly within twelve inches. So if you kill them all with your metamorphosis spell, because it's called metamorphosis, they turn into trees, mm-hmm. and then you teleport in there and start killing more stuff. Yeah, I think I love this army. Oh yeah. This is cool. I mean, I'm not starting a new army, but if I was looking to start a new army, even after saying I won't start a a, a daughter's a cane army, because that's pretty. <laughs> this is just you're just yeah. jumping all over the board. Like this seems, and I know in my head it's it's going off much more amazingly than it does on the actual table. No, I think it's how you think it would be. Oh, I've seen this army in action a couple times. Really, it's bananas. It's it's just it's everywhere. It's just it's yeah. You're, as long as there's forests around, they're everywhere. Yeah, 
I like this. And then her and last one is Rite of Life. Okay, go with uh, it. Once, once per battle at the start of your hero phase, you can say Alarial will give voice to a verse of the Rite of Life. If you do so, till the end of that turn, all terrain features on the battlefield that are not already considered by you to be overgrown terrain features are considered by you to be overgrown terrain features. The whole, the whole table. Yeah. Once per battle, you can just be like, the whole mm-hmm. table's overgrown. I'm going wherever I please. Right. Love the yeah. model, love her character, love yeah. the weapons, love the big stupid beetle, love <laughs> everything about this, about Alarial. Yeah. Honestly, was at Grognard's a couple weeks ago, thought about buying this stupid model. After, oh, man. After we recorded the last episode, I'm <laughs> yeah. just like, I don't even have that army, but it's you know what? I'm getting that Archeon effect. I just kind of want to build this thing and paint it. Yeah. And then, it, then reality crashes in, and Harrison goes, "Yeah, build this one and paint it instead of the two armies you're painting right now. Actually, three <laughs> armies you're painting right now." Oh, uh, thanks, Harrison. Thank you for being the voice of reason. I'll put it back. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. All right, who else? Well, okay, now let's check out Lady of the Vines. Remember Lady of the Vines? She was the one. Was she was the one who yeah. saved Alariel? Uh, uh, you know, when she was a soul pod, right? Yep. Ten wounds. Eight inch move, another three up save. Yeah, there's a lot of three up saves in this book. Uh, she can be the general even if she's not the general, mm-hmm. which I don't think Alarial said that. It didn't. Uh, mm. She can cast and dispel two. How much does she cost? Uh, two sixty. Mm. Is that right? Yep. Uh, yeah. Yeah. No, fr- Lady of Vines three twenty five. Oh, so it's not cheap. Mm-mm. Uh, Sylvaneth, holy within six inches of her, counts as being within six inches of an awakened wildwood. <laughs> yeah. So she's an awakened wildwood on her own, Indeed. if you're near her. So you could teleport from her. Yep. What else has she got? Let's see. Start of the combat phase. If it's within three inches of the enemy, it can create a barrier or ensnare foes. If you create a barrier, minus one to hit it. So good. If it's ensnaring foes, plus one to hit for her attacks. So you can either make her minus one to hit her or plus one for her to hit. Yeah, so you just do the minus one to hit and just all out attack with her to get plus one to hit anyway. There you go. (laughs) And with her melee weapons, I mean, three attacks, threes by threes, one ren, D3 damage, and four attacks, threes by threes, one ren, two damage. Now she's down to Two's to hit? Yeah. And what else does she have in here? She's got Rouse to Wrath. What's that right. one do? This summon, is a summon 10 Dryads. Are you serious? Wait, once per battle, on a two-up, you can summon 10 Dryads. Yeah. Also, she's got her own spell. She can cast two, unbind two. She's got yeah. her own spell. Cast on a seven, 12 inches. You're always going to be casting this. Until so your next hero good. face friendly you. Oh, God. So, all friendly Sylvaneth holy within range of the spell, which mm-hmm. is 12 inches, have a five-up mm-hmm. ward. Yep. <laughs> so, you run her near Lariel? Is that what you're saying? Well, I don't know if you could afford Lariel and the Lady of Vines. That would be over it's a like thousand. A, yeah, that's <laughs> like 1,100. We've done st- stupid stuff like that before. Well, I mean, you could do it and then just have an army of... 
All sorts of little stuff. That's yeah. if you want to. I'm just saying. I mean, I well, mean, yeah. I mean, the Lady of Vines just. There's probably better things to put her near, but that is great. You put her near Kurnoth Hunters. Yeah. And then give all those guys five up wards along with their three up armor. It's. Okay. All right. What other wizards we got? We got Drycha. Drycha. She's a beast. She's. <laughs> Well, she Same is a number monster. of wounds as the Lady of the Vines. Not as brave, but a little faster. Yeah. Now, her missile weapon has a 12-inch range. It's got 10 attacks. Well, has... Mm, what? L- what look, I at her, look, at, look at her mercurial aspect, what it does. Okay. Uh, <laughs> okay. So, at the start of each battle round, declare if she's enraged or embittered. If she's enraged... They have 20 attacks instead of 10. (laughs) If she's embittered, oh, because she's got 10 attacks with her melee weapons as well. Okay, so she's got got a 12-inch range missile weapon, 10 attacks, threes by by threes, one rend, one damage. Mm -hmm. Which can be 20. Which can be 20. And she's got the exact same thing with a 2-inch range with her melee weapons. Which can also be 20. That's... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> you all out attack with swarm of squirmlings now you're hitting on twos twos by threes on? one rend two damage and if you cast that dumb spell like you were talking about to give her two rend mm-hmm. that's cool <laughs> it's like oh my god <laughs> oh this is dumb yeah she's only casting and dispelling one though oh yeah how much does she cost? While well, I look up her last bit of rules here, let's see. Unmodified attack. Oh my god. Okay, Drycha, so Drycha is three thirty-five. These they ain't cheap. No. Okay. Um. Unmodified attack rolls for the colony or the squirmlings, and so it says for you don't have to pick one. It's just if the unmodified roll. So yeah. every turn you're giving one of those ten. So out of these thirty attacks. Yeah. The threes by threes, one rend, one damage. Sixes just do a mortal wound and the attack it's, sequence ends. It's nuts, dude. 30 attacks. So you're going to average five mortal wounds between mm-hmm. either your shooting phase mm-hmm. or your or your combat phase, between the two of them. Yeah. So if you're doing the shooting one, I mean, that's 20 shooting attacks. On sixes, they do mortals. So that's about three. Three mortals, which is but super you're, good. But you're also hitting with like 16 or 17 of those. Yeah. And then you're wounding with 12 of those or, thir- uh-huh. or 13 of those. So it's just, wow. I yeah. mean, these are expensive characters. They better do pack a punch, but right. that's a silly punch. I didn't even realize what a silly punch that was. Yeah, it's super good. And, of course, she's got her own spell. Yeah. Primal oh, Terror. But Oh, before the spell, don't forget, all spites oh, wholly yeah. within 18 are plus one to wound. Spite Revenants. Spite Revenants, yeah. Yeah, those are the um, those are the little, the little blue <coughs> guys, you know, the, the guys who are running around. Right. I mean, they're the only thing called spites, though. Am I correct, though? I thought that was, yeah. There's, yeah. Tree Revenants, Spite Revenants. Yeah. And those guys have three attacks, threes by twos. Spite Rider Lancers, yeah. So Spite Revenant, I mean, they're they're two wounds apiece. Even they're not crummy. They're not bad, but they, I mean, they don't. They're one of the 
few units. They, they have a five up save. Oh. Yeah, like one of the few units that doesn't have a three-up save in this friggin' book. I'm just saying, if you wanted to take Drake, because you know she does work with all the spite revenants, yeah, yeah. everything within 18 is wounding on twos. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, yeah, they're not great, but if I can get that, I mean, if well, I'm taking them, I'm definitely taking her. Yeah. What they are is they're cheap. Yeah. Uh, spite revenants. They are 105 for five. That's not bad. No. Two wounds apiece. Two wounds apiece. Now now they can all fight within half inch of each other. You stack them five by five. It's good, right? Yeah. And this spell is... Uh, it's a bravery bomb. Mm-hmm. Goes off on a six, 12 inches. Roll 2d6. Each enemy within range, within 12 inches, that has a bravery characteristic lower... Then the two d six roll takes d three mortal wounds. Yeah. Oh, that's it's not okay. really a bravery bomb. That's just doing that. Okay. Yeah, it's it's okay. Okay, and so those are our those are our big hitting. Well, we have one more monster wizard. Why don't we go through that one? The uh, the war song revenant. Oh, I was thinking the tree lord ancient. Oh, the tree lord ancient. Sure. Yeah, we'll come back to the war song revenant, but we've got one more monstrous, huge guy yeah. with a wizard's cap. So. Yeah, Trailer Ancient. I mean, I guess we were trying to see he's like he's not a unique character. You could take multiple Trailer Ancients, I guess. Yeah, no, he's not. It doesn't say he's unique. That's what we were saying earlier, right? We're saying was there any? Well, anyway, uh, hold on, Trailord. Uh, I don't. The only unique is Alarial, the Lady of Vines, Drycha. Yeah. And the the war cry war band. Oh, nah, I guess we I guess, I guess we were asking earlier: Are there any wizards that are not heroes? Are like you know unique? Yeah, heroes? no, they're all yeah, yeah. So there are there are two, like the Tree Lord Ancient. You could take multiple Tree Lord Ancients, and I think you could uh, the War Song Revenant. You mm-hmm. could also take he's you could take a couple of them if you wanted right. to. So Tree Lord Ancient has fourteen wounds and a five inch move. Yeah, uh, they cast one, unbind one. Yeah, they all have. Also, all the tree lords have ground shaker and spirit paths. Um, they all do. So, what does that do? So, ground shaker is um, it's a monstrous rampage. Pick an enemy unit within three, roll a dice on a three up. That unit strikes last. Makes sense. Yep, and then spirit paths. Uh, starting movement phase, wholly within six inches of an overgrown trait feature or awakened wildwood. You can walk the spirit pass instead of making a move in that phase. Uh, remove this unit from the battlefield, set up wholly within six of a different overgrown terrain feature or awakened wildwood in your army, and more than nine inches from all enemy units. So it's a little teleport. So all of them can do that. So this guy has two different abilities. He's mm-hmm. got the silent communion and the awakening the wood. Uh, Silent Communion is once per battle in your hero phase. You just set up an Awakened Wildwood featuring one scenery piece, more than three inches. and So, again, just dropping Wildwood pieces everywhere. Yeah, yep. And then his other one is uh, Awakening the Wood, which is a spell. Uh, he casts me out of six. Pick a friendly Awakened Wildwood on the battlefield, and each enemy unit is in three 
uh, suffers D3 mortal wounds. So, Which is if, now, if you're just putting something there to keep people from teleporting to it, yeah, he's just going to slap you. Yeah. He's big and beefy. Not nearly as impressive as the other big and beefy wizards we've seen. Although he's got he's got some hitting. Yeah, he's uh how many points is that guy? A bunch. Tree Lord Ancient. Three sixty, yeah, he is more interesting. And last but I think not least, I think that's everyone is the War Song Revenant is our last. Yeah, he's a wizard. cast two on bind two. Yeah, how much is he? Mm. Seven wounds, seven bravery, eight-inch movement. Plus one bravery to friendly Sylvaneth wholly within 12 inches of him. Minus one bravery for enemy units wholly within 12 inches of him. I guess that music is what's uh, getting things going there. Yeah, he's 305. But, okay, cast two on bind two, seven wounds, five up save, four up ward. Yeah. Plus one to casting and dispelling if he's within nine inches of the of the forests again, the different forests. Mm-hmm. And his own spell, Unleash Swarm of Spites, uh, cast on a seven, range a nine. Roll a number of dice, equal number to the casting roll, and for each five, the enemy unit takes a mortal wound. Mm-hmm. He's okay. Yeah, the, 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 the bravery shift for units isn't bad. The four up ward means he's going to last. Yeah, I feel like he's this guy's more of a defensive pick. Um you know, so if you're you know, cuz it's his unbind he's he has plus one to cast and unbind and, disp- and unbind, which is more of a defensive thing plus with a four up ward. So I would imagine he would be yeah. in the back somewhere just kind of totally agree. Yeah. At least near something so he could just do do the boost where he needs it. Yeah. All right, that's all the wizards. There's a bunch of them, but that's mm-hmm. all of them. So let's go back and talk about the cool things now. They're all heroes, too, but let's just talk about stuff that's just for them, just the wizards. Mm-hmm. Um, the command traits... Uh, once per turn in your hero phase, if you successfully cast a spell, pick a Sylvaneth unit holy within D3 or within 18 and heal D3 wounds. So not, not too bad. Um, I, you can't put it on named characters though. So you're putting this on either your tree Lord or that. I don't know if necessarily that's what I want to put on them. Yeah. It'd be the tree Lord ancient or the war song guy. Right. Or the spell singer, uh, when this general attempts to cast a spell before making the casting roll, pick an awakened wildwood. If you do it and the spell is cast and not unbound, you must measure the range and visibility from that wildwood. Oh, so you could basically pick a wildwood to be your range finder for that spell. Yeah. That's good. That's cool. That's really good. Mm-hmm. Because it doesn't list any range. You can pick a uh, Wildwood from across the p- yeah. table on the and battle slap field. someone with it mm-hmm. or heal someone with it. Yeah. Because holy within that Wildwood is much easier than holy within that model. Right. Uh, and finally, each time a friendly Sylvaneth unit holy within 12 inches of the general is affected by a spell or an endless spell, you can roll a dice and ignore it on a four up. Yeah, that's good. The four up is, I think, 
pretty unusual for that effect. Usually that's higher. Usually that's like a five up or something. Yeah. No, as far as as far as wizard stuff goes, I kind of like the spell singer though, where you can use yeah. any awakened woods to mm-hmm. to do that. Um, and the hero wizards, because it says hero wizard only, which makes me I thought I missed a, it was a non hero wizard. They've got special relics too. You want to go over these real quick? Um, are we talking the on page sixty eight? Oh, yep. Sorry. Relics of Nature, uh, Acorn of Ages, uh, once for battle, started here at phase. If the bear is on the battlefield, you set up one awakened wildwood terrain feature wholly within a foot of the bear, more than three inches from all other models, and the spell's invocation, terrain features and objectives, and add it to your army. So you just set up another awakened wildwood. Yep. That's the big one. And do they have, are there, oh, you know, we forgot the branch witch. Oh, yeah. She's a wizard, too. Oh, yeah. Let's bring her up real quick before... Well, you know what? Go with the... Go, give the rest of those things real quick if there's anything good, and then we'll t- cover the branch witch real fast. Yep, so Luneth's Lamp. Uh, the bear can attempt to banish an invocation in the hero phase, even though they're not a priest. And then you add two to dispelling rolls and banishment rolls for the bearer. That's... That's, that's the good... Yeah. That's a good one. Um, Vesperel Gem... Once mm-hmm. per turn in your hero phase before the bear attempts to cast a spell for the lore of the deep wood. Instead of making casting roll for the spell, you can say they use a visceral gem. If you do so, that spell is automatically cast and cannot be unbound. Nice. After the effect has been resolved, roll a die. On a one, the bear takes D3 mortal wounds. Yeah. So how does this work if it's automatically cast and then you have to roll the casting roll to show what you did? Uh, I don't know. It'd probably That's interesting. Just, it'd probably just be the casting role. The casting the value? Spe- yeah, yeah. I would think so. All right. So Okay, so let's quick cover the Branch Witch because we forgot about her. Now, yep. she, she's only five wounds with a five-up save. Yeah. Okay. Cast one and bind one. Um, she's got a companion. <laughs> uh, she's got Fury of the Forest, plus one to hit and wound. Uh, for all attacks made with melee weapons about this unit, if it's within nine inches of a train fe- overgrown train feature or wildwood, and then it can unleash spites. It's a spell. Cast a five range of nine. Successfully cast. Roll a number of dice equal to the casting roll for each enemy unit within range of the caster. On a five up, suffer a mortal wound. So not the greatest, but that's the other wizard there. Yeah, I mean, the I thing think is you're not going to make this one the general, so you're not handing them the abilities and the relics. Well, you might make this model the general if you're planning on just keeping this person, you know, just around to be cheap, be the general, take a command trait, and then you just load up the rest of your army with, you know, well, okay, turn off hunters. So let's say. You're giving him a relic because that's going to it doesn't have to go to mm-hmm. the general, right? Yeah, I would I would I would put I would give it Luna's lamp. Banish an invocation. Add two to the dispelling rolls. Okay, that's not bad. But I was thinking the Vesperal gem. Mm-hmm. So it's something from there. So you you pick a spell, the one you want to do the most. Yeah. Yeah, and just cast and just and it automatically casts because yeah. once per turn. Yeah. You can just do this. Right. So, boom, tree song. You know, improve the rend sure. by one. And just give them that, and they just 
cast it every and it always works. Right. But I, I yeah. Yeah. I, I I think either one of those because if you're doing the plus two to dispelling, you're just using this character to just be defense. You know. Mm-hmm. Trying to stop your opponent from casting spells. Well, you only get one. You only get true. the one. So the plus you only get two. The one. So but, is it is it better to get plus two on one dispel, or is mm, it better to just to, automatically cast a specific spell every turn? Uh, yeah, I mean, I guess that's rough. But those are some good choices. Like you've got yeah. your wizards. That is cool. Yeah, I'm leaning more towards what you were thinking. Auto casting that one spell is. It's amazing. Yeah, I'm just. This is happening. Yeah, I'm gonna keep him back there, and this is happening. It's automatically mm-hmm. cast because there's no roll. I don't think you can dispel it. No. Yeah. So boom. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah, it's a pretty powerful effect for such a cheap character. Yeah. The command traits are okay. I'm not super yeah. impressed, but this mm-hmm. relic, this Vesperal gem, is bananas. Actually, mm-hmm. when mm-hmm. you think about it. I mean, think about it. That uh, what was the spell? The, okay, the yeah, you you would go spell singer, vesperal gem, on a branch witch, and then they could just they could cast their they could cast tree song from any wildwood on the whole battlefield. <laughs> they could stand in a corner of the battlefield. Oh my, you're right. All right, it's like where's your general? Because oh, within she's... sixteen inches of the. Tree, yeah, uh, of the of the wildwood, uh, yeah. Or with that plus one rend, you could just give it to your tree lord agent, yeah. And they just are they constantly just giving themselves yeah. two to three rend, yeah. Because we're dumb. <laughs> I mean, granted, they could give it to somebody else too. Somebody. Ugh, just giving that to the Kurnoth Hunters, giving them four rend. Yeah, that's, I think that's overkill. But. Do you? Because when I'm sending those little guys, those hunters, and they're tough, and I send them up against guys with two up saves, like those crazy uh, 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 Stormcast. Yeah, the path, who are go- uh, Yeah, going to do electric attacks. Yeah. He's got four up. Your two up save becomes six. And it still becomes six. That's the <laughs> craziest part. But yeah. that's... That's crippling. Because mm-hmm. how many guys have two up saves? Not many. Not many. So if you if you have a three up save or less, you just drop it on these guys. Again, even a four up save, they're they're eliminating it because of that. But that, I'm just saying. Yeah, you've got it. You can cast it on anything. Cast it on yourself if you're a tree lord, and just get that extra pip of of knocking against their save. Right, but suddenly it's like, oh, it's four up stuff. He's killing. Oh, that guy's got a three up. Let's give it to them. Oh, that hero of yours. Yeah, take you know. Yeah, no, you're not saving. You're just taking it. Mm-hmm. I like that a lot. I like I mean, this gem. I think this gem might be my favorite thing so far. <laughs> okay, it's way time to take a break. We're gonna take a break. We're gonna come yep. back and we're gonna talk all the other heroes. How many? Wait, I gotta just see. How many non wizard heroes do we got? We've got three. Three um, named heroes that are wizards. Then we've got one, we got the two. Ar- we got the Arch Revenant. I'm just saying we. I'm just Spirit the ones that are wizards. We're three oh. named, and I think four unnamed. Was it four? Something like that. 
Branch Witch, Tree Lord Ancient, uh, Warsong Revenant. Oh, maybe it's only three. So we got three named and three unnamed wizards that we talked about. And then well, what else? I mean, we forgot about Ilzari, who's also a named wizard. He's the leader of the Underworld's Warband. <laughs> We don't talk about Bruno, okay? <laughs> we don't. We don't. No. Oh, we'll get. You to know, him. we don't talk unless. Um, okay. We'll Here's my him. general rule of thumb: unless that thing does something absolutely amazing, White Tech don't care. Well, sorry, sorry's pretty neat, actually. <laughs> Is it okay? Well, we can talk about that in a bit. But let's take a break, and mm-hmm. then uh, I would like to go over the rest of the heroes, which, as we said, is one, two. Three, I think it's only three more heroes. So we got six, okay, nine heroes in this army. Six of them are wizards. Yeah. Oh, I, just, I love this army. It's so stupid. It's cool. All right, break and then back, and then we're going to hit the other heroes and their specialties, and then the, and then we're going to have all, all the all the cool stuff you can do with just the regular units. Yeah. All right. We'll be back. Are you finally looking to start your rebasing project? Six Squared Studios. Are you looking for some new and interesting resin terrain? Six Squared Studios. Are you looking for some fancy acrylic counters to keep track of wounds or maybe some other statistical anomalies? Six Squared Studios. Maybe you need a new rack for your paint? Six Squared Studios. Well, then look no further. What you need is Six Squared Studios. They ship worldwide with domestic shipping for both the U.S. and Canada. Six Squared Studios. That's right, Six Squared Studios. That's the number six, squaredstudios.ca. When your gaming needs go beyond your basic dice, tape measure, models, and paints, think Six Squared Studios. Six Squared Studios. Now all your base are belong from them. Blessed, and you're listening to Garish Hammer. There's always something happening at Grognards. That's right, friends. Grognard Games in Roselle, Illinois. The premier stop for your gaming needs in Northeast Illinois. If you're in the Chicagoland area, if you're in Southeast Wisconsin, if you're anywhere in the area, Grognards is the place for you. They've got board games. They've got card games. They've got all the models you could ever want for any of your miniature war games. They have so many lines of paints, I can't even keep track of it. They've expanded the store. They have a whole huge gaming area now. There is gaming every night. There is always something going on. I just can't tell you enough about Grognards. Why? Because they're awesome. Because they're fantastic, and because they are the best friendly local gaming store that I know of. So, do yourself a favor. Come on down to Grognards in Roselle, Illinois. 
you can't get down to Grognards, give them a call. They do mail order. They do shipping. You can get your stuff from them whether you live five minutes away or five hours away because Grognards delivers. They deliver the goods. They deliver the fun. They deliver everything. And that's because there is always something happening at Grognards. We're back. Hey. Through the magic of time mm. and space. Not only are we back, but we are live together in the same room, Indeed. which is rare. Yep. And we are at Grognards, folks. Yep. That's Very right. Very exciting. We're at Grognards. And I, bing, 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 bing. <laughs> I forgot the bell. Uh. I am so angry with myself right now. I forgot the bell. And I even told Todd when I said, I'm so bringing the bell. <laughs> I'm like, you're, but you know what? I, it's probably a good thing I didn't bring the bell. Mm, that might be annoying. I'm guessing that the rest of the people in this place would want to murder me because <laughs> I would be ringing the hell out of that bell right now. <laughs> but uh, since we're here, I get to pick up the new white dwarf and that uh, mm-hmm. that new uh, the new character for the Soul Blight Grave Lords, the yep. the the guy from the novels. Right? Yeah, I'm I'm kind of excited about that. I haven't got my all my Soul Blight put together, but I just keep picking up the. Those character models are They're fantastic. ridiculously yeah. good. But that's not what we're here for. No. I'm not starting a whole new... We're going to have Toolbox Part 2 right now. We're going to go into the film. <laughs> <next book. laughs> all right. So when we left off, we had covered the characters and the base mm-hmm. rules, and now we've got all the, all the non-heroes, which there right. was a bunch. Okay. Well, so, then, yeah. Now let's take a look. We did talk Tree Lords, right? Did we talk... All and we did. We, we ta- talked in oh, general. We, ta- we talked like named, like character wizards. I think is where we got to. Right. We didn't get a, quite a chance to start talking about like the tree lord guys. All oh, right, because we covered all the wizards. Mm-hmm. That's right. So then we didn't cover them all, like Spirit of Durthu. Yeah, who he's is... he's probably the first guy we should talk about. Absolutely, because he um, is a beast. <laughs> So they've got Ground Shaker, which is their own monstrous rampage, which we've talked about. Yeah, Ground Shaker and Spirit Paths is what the Tree Lords all have in common. Making the strike last effect mm. uh, to the enemy near you is is pretty cool. Yeah. Um, it's only and, a three up, but, you know. Yeah. And they can, and these guys can, you know, walk the Spirit Paths mm-hmm. as well, which is just great. Yep. Um. I like the Wrathful Guardian rule on Spirit of Dirt, though. Plus one attack uh, when he's near the wild. It's, it's, yeah. I, I just like everything's dependent on being near those wildwoods. Mm-hmm. And you've got a couple that you're going to set up, and you've got things that are going to happen. Right. Um, I think the only thing that's keeping like Sylvaneth out of the top tier of tournaments right now is the fact that you can stop them teleporting, right? Just by keeping units near stuff. By keep, yeah. And that's and that that's that's a that's a definite mm-hmm. uh, uh, strategy. I remember the last time I played Skaven, I just I s- made sure to keep someone near the near the, the holes, holes yep. because I don't want stuff just popping out. Same idea. Um, if you find a way around that, or if you find a way to bust open an area so you can mm-hmm. start pulling people through, the problem is if they're on it, you got to break through. And if you're not double turning, then yeah. you're still not getting through because you're fighting for the spot and then you got to hold it. Right. That next spot. Um, 
But hey, honestly, if 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 the, if you couldn't stop them from teleporting all right. over the board, this army would be insane. <laughs> it's already pretty crazy. Yeah, it seems like so much fun. Mm-hmm. It really seems like a fun army. Mm-hmm. This seems, and uh, you know, I'm looking at the models, and it seems kind of easy to paint. That's part of it. Well, the tree stuff for sure. Right. Just get yourself some wildwood contrast paint and go, right. to, go to town. Exactly. And then you just add in a few colors for the mm-hmm. different leaves or the different spites that are or little, little, little creatures flying across yep. it. Um, you, could, you could put this army together. If you were contrast painting most of this army. Now, mm-hmm. obviously, your, you know, your uh, Alarial is going to take more time. Yeah. Any of the stuff that has more of a human features mm-hmm. is going to take more time. But all these wood spirits that you're doing. Yeah, I painted the uh, the Ilthari and Ilthari's Guardians for Underworld. Right. And I did all contrast paints on them, and it was so fun. And yeah. They, and they came out looking pretty great. That I was kind of like, man, I kind of like to do like an army of all the, tr- the sprites and stuff like that. Yeah. Just, just to paint that technique throughout this whole army would be pretty cool. You know, I remember we used to call a Devlin Mud liquid talent. Yeah. Um, but honestly, if you know how to use the contrast paints, like now, I am not a I am not a big believer in contrast as metals, like the yellows mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Right. It, it for me, it doesn't quite work. Like I still yeah. do the I still use the other paints mm-hmm. for the metals and stuff mm-hmm. like that. But I did though the uh, for my Stormcast, I painted one of the heroes, the Daisy and Anvil model. I did the uh, I painted his armor bolt gun. Uh huh. Then I painted over it with snakebite leather oh, as right? like the gold, right? Like alternative, and it it looks pretty legit. Like it's so easy. It's like oh, oh, man. like we they, when they had that other stuff where you'd put the silver over mm-hmm. and then put the colored those glazes yeah, like exactly. over to get the so tints. That's and that's all you do. You just you just paint all their armor bolt gun with spray, and then just paint it all contrast paint snakebite leather, and it looks like gold armor. It's, that's cool. It's yeah. It's, it's it's a little. It's it's not quite what my guys all look like. Like you know, I have. A but you get a character for, here or there, yeah. Right. I just like I try it, and that's a perfect guy to try it on. It's like, oh man, this is so simple. And and once again, uh, uh, it's you, you got to make these decisions mm-hmm. when you're hobbying. Are you gonna go and make it? Just are you going all out and spending a lot of time right. on every model and making right. sure it's perfect blends and perfect looks? Mm-hmm. Are you just Doing quick? Are you doing something in the middle? I'm, I'm, I am a little somewhere in the middle. Yeah, but I, I'm taking speed over that any day of the week. <laughs> the The fact is, I'm not, I'm not, uh, I'm not going to get any best painted awards. I've said right. this before. Um, it is a little embarrassing when I play against my friends from Minnesota. When you got your rotors and mm. your Braskas and guys whose paint techniques are. Yeah, just bananas over the top. They spend a lot of time painting their models, and 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 not just, but they've got it down, and it's and they look amazing. Yeah. I, I don't have the time or the patience to do that anymore, hmm. and so for me, I just want to get it good enough. Sure, and that's this is an army that you can easily get to good enough. Oh, I tabletop think so. plus. Yeah, yeah. Um, I just stuff. keep looking at the pictures, going, God, you could do this. Yeah. A contrast, maybe a little extra, you know, some highlight, a little dry brush to get catch the edges, and mm-hmm. boom, this is going to be sweet. I just, I don't know, I just love it. Oh yeah, so the spirit of Durthu, <laughs> he, I think he's almost like an auto include. Really, with this arm, he's so good. So it's all about that guardian sword. He's got so he's got a fifteen inch ranged attack. Mm-hmm. 
Six attacks, one rend, two damage. His guardian sword. Oh, God, that's right. It starts off. That's right. Three attacks, threes by threes, which you know we can make better. Two rend and six damage. Mm-hmm. Then he's within nine inches of overgrown terrain features. He gets plus one attack. So he's got four attacks, four attacks at six, six damage. damage. <laughs> and and then, then, you can, then you can, if you do the uh, that one, is that the grove or that one ability where he counts as his half the wound suffered, wound so he suffered. has to suffer third. He has to be at one wound to drop from six. If you're playing that grove, yeah, there's an <laughs> yeah. auto include there. You oh, yeah. got that. Uh-huh. You got that right. That's bananas. Oh, he's so good. That's just brutal. He could do 24 wounds. Like It's not even that hard. And here's the thing. <laughs> it's only four attacks. Yeah. So at minus two rend. You can have stuff like, ugh, oh my! He would wipe out entire units oh, of, yeah. of, of 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 battle line models for sure. I mean, he's got, and it's what rend? It's rend two. Rend so two. a five up save winds up getting negated, mm-hmm. and a lot of battle line. You're going to have a five up save. Yeah. So if he gets four through, you're getting no save, mm-hmm. and then that converts to twenty four. So your tw- your your one wound twenty model unit just pops, just, just dies. That's awesome. Well, you know what? That's awesome. Yeah. And that's, that's a lot of like what I've done. I've done that with the cow. Sure. In the, in the, uh, in the in Lumineth the, Army. In the Lumineth Army mm-hmm. with that five damage sweep sure. with extra attacks. It's just yeah. like, blam, take it all yeah. off. He's 370, so he's not. Oh, no, he's not cheap. He's not cheap, but he's not that bad either. Hey, honestly, a three up save, 14 wounds. It, like I said, if I'm playing that particular grove, I'm putting him in no matter what. Oh, yeah. Because he doesn't, because he literally doesn't go off. You of, might bring two. <laughs> can you bring two? Yeah, he's, not unique. He, he's just a hero monster. He's not unique? No. Get out of here. No. Oh, my God, he's not. No. Oh, you you <laughs> would take two I'm, hobby wrecker. Yeah, why wouldn't you? <laughs> Seven forty. It's a third of my list plus, but man, is it wrecking face? Oh my! Yeah, I mean, well, and then where, where does it say that they are unique? Where does it's it in the? It's on. It'll be on the uh, under notes under the pitch battle profiles. Oh, okay, that's right. So yeah, yeah, he doesn't have a... So, like, yeah, Lady of the Vines and Alarial are single unique. He's mm-hmm. just single. Mm-hmm. He's single and looking to mingle, ladies. That's he's, right. He's looking for a nice little... Uh, uh, well, <laughs> he's looking to pummel you for six damage. And that's like his, not like his massive impaling talons or any slouch either. No. There's still three damage. And it starts off at twos by twos with two rend. Yeah, as he takes... Oh, and once again, and it stays twos by twos. Yeah. Until he's down to one wound if you're in the, the proper yeah. grove. Like he can do 30 damage, this guy, if he has the extra attack. You're right. Cause, oh, because the talons would be two. So four attacks at six, and then three two. attacks well, at three. It's only two because the, the guardian sword is the only thing that gets the plus one attack. So it's oh, just four, the guardian sword. Yeah, okay, right, right. Six, 24. And then two times three. Six. So 30 wounds he can do. He has a potential for 30. Oh, wow. Not to mention his stomp. Well, and it and depends on who's he, who he's going against. Because yeah. I throw him up against a character that I want to take out, I'll do the ground shaker. I'll make you strike last. Mm-hmm. So I, I can wait. I know I'm going to hit you, and I'm going to pummel yeah, you. Like for... he, can, he can take a charge. Sure. And as long as you roll that three up, that guy's going last. Yeah. <laughs> so dumb. Oh, man. This army is so much fun. Yeah. 
Okay, so what else? What have we not talked about? The regular Tree Lord. Right. Now, the regular Tree Lord, I mean, he's only got a seven bravery, and his attacks aren't as good. Yeah, but you can bring one for free if you play a Lariel. <laughs> That's right, because she just summons one <laughs> up. summons the guy. And he does all this same stuff. Um, yeah. Oh, okay, so... And, but this guy, now here's another good one with the Tree Lord. And I, I didn't notice this one at first. And how much is a Tree Lord? 260. Okay, no, no. Oh, wait. Really? And he's Battle Line in Oakenbrow. Okay. But you're either Oakenbrow or you're the one that's taken. So if you're taking him. But it, like, and if he hits you, you can't pile in. Right. So you got your nice little, you know, hoardy unit that mm-hmm. he just charged in on a corner. Sure. And, and then, then you, he, could, you could bring a whole army of. Tree Lords and Spirit of Dirthus. <laughs> you wanted to. But would you want to? I maybe. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it would be so cool. You wouldn't have to worry about deletion veterans and uh, bounty hunters. Well, you could put your tree lords in your bounty hunters. Uh, I could you? I don't know. I don't I don't I, <laughs> I, I still don't know yeah, all the can. rules for that. Is, yeah, there, is, is there a wounds profile no. that they have to fit? No. Okay, so they're battle line too. So if they're battle line, yeah. do they get any bonuses as in that in those rules? Well, if they're bounty the, hunters, they get plus one damage against Galician uh, veterans. Okay, but if they're battle line, so they would be Galician veterans, no, right? Oh no, because no, they're monsters. Oh, because they're monsters. Okay, that's what I was asking. So there are there is a, there is that's mm-hmm. what that's I get confused yeah, with all yeah, of that know, stuff. Yeah. Oh man, so treat <laughs> just okay, and honestly. How many of these would you take? See, I, I, I still have that whole Sons of Bayamot. Like, I it would be essentially that army. It'd, it'd be, be, it'd be the, a Sons of Bayamot army, except using all tree lords. I don't. You'd bring. You'd probably bring three tree lords. I, I a just, tree lord ancient, and maybe and as many and a spirit of Durthu and some tree sprites and some sprites, so you can take backfield objectives. I think it would be your army. Okay, and that's more models than a than a yeah. That, that Sons of Bayamut army just irritates me. Yeah. It it doesn't quite work. Remember when the when when they first released the ogre army, mm-hmm. and they were really big, so oh, they yeah. had to make all these new rules for them, and yep. they didn't quite work. They were so afraid. This is back when they were too afraid to put something out that was too good, so yeah. it came out and was kind of nerfed right off right. the beginning. Right. Well, except they didn't nerf it right away, and Mornfang destroyed everyone. Well, before the, the Mornfang, before oh, okay. they had Mornfang, back when they okay. were still doing Rhinox Riders. Oh, right. Yes. Um, that was because they, they weren't that sweet. You know, mm-hmm. you know, hear Gary Luther going, oh, gosh, because yeah, they yeah. just take them. In fact, that would be like the Ringer Army because it wasn't sweet. Right. Um, I just, I just, any, like six model armies just for me feel weird. Yeah. And if you're playing them, God bless you. I, you know, play what you want. It's a, it's a legit army. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I, 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 I like, Models on the table. Yeah, it'd you know be a fun saying? army to like take to like, like a three round event or something like that. Just a one day or yeah, one day event. Here's my tree lord mon- army. <laughs> Let's just have and your opponents are like, what the heck is this? It's like that twelve model, that twelve many, cockatrice army that makes the rounds every now and then. How many battle line in a thousand point army? Two. Yeah. You could totally do like oh, a three yeah. model. Th- like you go to some one of these one day or thousand pointers, well, make no like, friends. Think about like Adepticon, the team tournament. Yeah. Where each each player brings a thousand to the team tournament. Right. You could just bring two tree lords, and and, and the spirit, spirit of Dirthu, spirit of Dirthu and you're pretty that's, much there. That's your thousand points. Here it yeah, is. Yeah, two seventy, two seventy, three seventy. 
Is that? I think that's up? right. So seven. That's eight. Nine. That's like nine hundred and ten points. I think <laughs> yeah. or nine. Yeah, I think it's yeah. yeah. That's so dumb. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it is. It's it's just as dumb as that. Some of the well, I mean, they're not dumb. They're just kind of crazy. It's like bringing to the thousand point. You just bring the one, like the the uh, the guard, the sons of Bayamet at a thousand right. points. It's like oh, yeah. okay. Well, that was like back when Nagash was six sixty. I went to a team mm-hmm. one at Lindsay's when yeah. they were open, yeah. and uh, I had Nagash and like two units of skeletons, and yeah. that was my whole army. Yeah. That's all I could afford. Yeah. That was not fun or fair, but it was <laughs> so dumb. But honestly, man, I spent the whole summer painting him. Yeah, I'm like, I'm bringing him, and I don't care. Right. Uh, okay, so let's talk about, so what do we got left? We got, let's see, three, uh, seven. We got about, what, ten, ten about ten units left to mm-hmm. talk about. Mm-hmm. So let's let's start with some of the new guys, the Gossamid Archers. Yeah, so they are awesome. Five-up save. So they got one of the weakest save, but they're an archer unit. Archer units always have the weaker save. Yeah, but it's not their save that you're worried about. It's it's their uh, their uh, forest fighters rule and their zephyr sprites rule. Right. So it's, it's been it's crazy what these things can do. So let's see. Before we let's let's take a look because these guys are the new guys. So you're only getting five for mm-hmm. two twenty. Mm-hmm. So they're not cheap. That's two wounds a piece. So you're getting ten wounds for two twenty. Yep. Um, but you've got. And the the bow is only a twelve inch range, right? But it's it's mortal wound shooting, and it's D three mortals on a six to hit. <sighs> so it's mortal wound shooting, which threes by threes, sixes do D three mortals. Mm-hmm. That's because it's a one damage. A lot of time it's two damage or two mortals or right, one damage right, or one right, mortal. Right, right. It's no rend. So right. a lot of the so you really you're fishing for sixes. You're fishing for sixes, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, cruel talons, and then when they're up close, two attacks, threes by fours, no run one damage. Yeah. But you're it's it's you're the never shooting. fighting with these guys in combat if you can help it. Right, um, and, and it's not really the shooting that's really what makes them so good. So it's the Zephyr Sprites rule. So after they unleash hell and they've shot, if they're near an enemy unit on a two up, they can retreat after shooting, which means they can go anywhere because they it's, can fly. They can go right over you into your backfield. Right, so what you do is you move this unit up, and they have the rule where they have two-inch horizontally for um, coherency. Right. So you could spread them out, like, you know, a good foot of the board. Just move them up right in front of your opponent. Mm -hmm. They come up and charge you, and you're like, sweet. You unleash hell, and then they charge you. They get, they you know, they get into combat with you and then you roll a two plus and you leave. So you've effectively stranded that unit in the middle of the battlefield for no gain on their part. Yeah. Unless I'm now, if once they, when they know you can do that, they're going to think twice about it. But even if they charge a unit that's near you, they don't have to be charging you if they're within three. So you got the unit that's juicy. You're right behind them. You know, you got your line of 10 dryads, and you're yeah. right behind it. They right. charge the dryads. Oh, now you're within three. I unleashed hell on you because you were near yes. enough to shoot. Right. Now I go fly to something else. And, right. it's, it's, and it's not just even... Re- yeah, exactly. Because they, you can fly, retreat, you can actually move forward on the table, get forward. into their backfield. Exactly. You can move forward to take some weird objective that you have no business getting to. <laughs> but, you know what I mean? Just because exactly. they have this crazy move. It's, 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 they're so interesting what this unit can do. And yeah. you, uh, it's they just mess up the middle of the battlefield, basically. 
Yeah. The best way to clear them is with shooting if you're going against them. Well, and we've got two other flying units, too. Yeah, these and these guys, we talked about them a bit uh, last time we spoke of what they can do as Alp Strike units, and they're just So we got crazy. the Spite Rider Lancers and the Revenant Seekers. Yep. And they're both kind of the same. Uh, their battle line in Harvest Boon. Yeah. Uh, th- and they're three models apiece for yep. like a, either 210 or 235. Mm-hmm. So they're not cheap either. But right. these guys, five wounds apiece. Yeah. Right off the bat. Yep. You're getting 15 wounds. And that's actually fewer wounds than you get from the Gossamit Archers. Sure. But they've got a better save. But these guys are straight up combat units. Yeah. They're Alpha Strike combat units who, if you don't. They have, they have kind of the same rule as Nurglings, where if you wound a model and you don't kill it, it just heals itself. Yeah. So let's, okay. Their standard bear lets them pile in uh, six. Mm-hmm. Okay. Or they can move six units, on, six inches on a pile in. Yep. Which so is mean that they don't even have to be, if you move up and you get to within six of them, they can come in yeah. and fight. Um, then. When they rally, and yeah. I think this is for both of them. Yep. Um, when they receive the rally command, when you roll a dice, you can return them on fives instead of sixes. Yep. So a model's coming back on a five. That's for both of them. And they each have thrumming with life, which is what I just described about uh, if, the enemy mo- if any enemy models were slain by attacks made with this unit, you can heal all wounds allocated to this unit. So if you don't... If you don't wipe the unit... Whatever model, say you, say you well, do. Well, I mean, models you, are dead, but you right. can heal wounds. So any, so, right. Yeah. Say, say you attack this unit and you do seven wounds. You yeah. kill, one model dies. Another model takes two wounds. Yeah. But then at the end of the phase, they heal. At the end of each phase. Yeah. So you shoot them up and yeah. you did four wounds. If you don't do a minimum of five wounds, you've done nothing. nothing. Yep. It's like fighting Nurglings. It's the same idea. Oh, that's just, and both of them can do this. Mm-hmm. Their biggest difference is in, I is mean. The, is in their, their ability. Their, uh, their Descent of the Spite Riders for the Lancers or Harvesters of the Lamentiri for the Seekers. And the Lancers have a slightly, they have a slightly uh, more attacks with a better chance to hit, but less damage. Mm-hmm. So you're really, it's, it's kind of six and one half to what your favorite is. Yeah. Now, if you're taking the Lancers, like I said, four attacks, threes by threes, two rend, one damage, mm-hmm. but they strike first. Yep. If they made a charge move, yeah. which they're, you're going to, because why wouldn't you? Exactly. But they can also, yeah, and they're going to be charging. They move 14. Right. But the thing is, you could have multiple units of them all charge in an alpha strike. Using the harvest boon ability, where you get to move before the before the game before starts. Before the game starts, you move up twelve. Oh, that's right. Move fourteen, and then charge with all your spite rider lancers in a massive alpha strike, and just delete something. And they all strike first. That's right. We did talk about mm-hmm. this. I forgot about mm-hmm. this. Now, if you take the seekers, they have one less attack, and they don't hit as well, but they have two damage. Exactly. So these guys are. Would be both of these units would be super sweet as bounty hunters because they're going to get that plus one damage. So you're just kind of like, oh, okay, where's my opponent's Galician veterans? Where are they? Is he protecting them? If he's not, they are going to die. Turn one to these units. Yeah. I mean, if you don't, I mean, you'd have to see that as the opponent against these two units. 
If you leave your Galician veteran units vulnerable to a turn one Alpha strike, they're just going to get deleted. Yeah. Well, and look at this. Also, with the Revenant Seekers, okay, their special rule, once per turn at the end of your movement phase. So basically at the end of your movement phase, yep. you can pick a friendly Sylvaneth unit with a wounds characteristic of five or less, wholly within 12, and roll a die. On a two-up, put one slain model back. You can't pick the same unit. Yeah, so you're going to pick this unit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You can pick, and, and even that, if you got a couple of these Seekers next to each other, they're mm-hmm. just putting models back. Yeah, taking each other's units. Yeah. So you killed one and did a couple of wounds on the other. The one that's gone, now at the end of my moving phase, I'm putting him back, and the yeah. one that you didn't kill is already at full wounds. Yeah. This is a hard unit to crack, mm-hmm. and a four-up save isn't bad. Right, it's made even better when the fact that you can just all-out defense down to a three, hit him with a, a mystic shield, get him down to two, and then they've got you know, some, some save stacking there, and then if you, even if you hit him with rend one or two you're still going to be on your three or four up save i mean it's <laughs> wow i think these guys are cool yeah i mean they're not cheap but no. they're you know what so often and you had heavy hitters this is the weird thing you already had heavy hitters mm-hmm. in this army oh yeah we haven't even got to them yet but everybody always took them now you got other heavy you hitters choice. that can move mm-hmm. i mean the other guys yeah the hunters they have a move five yeah so I'm taking my hunters and I'm putting them on an objective mm-hmm. that's not going to get moved. Right. I'm taking my flyers and I'm flying them around, t- picking off any any sort of a five to eight wound hero yeah. is in super danger from these guys. Mm-hmm. Yep. And they're going to fly around and weaken that up and then get to those background objectives. Right. So like you would, I don't know, I would envision like an army of like, Spite Rider Lancers or Seekers being like, you know, the vanguard of your army. They kind of do what they do. Mm-hmm. Then you have your backfield is your, you know, your hunters. They kind of hold right. your backline objectives. Uh-huh. And then maybe you've got, then you can like summon dryads and just do movement blocking shenanigans with dryads and that kind of yeah, stuff. Because the one thing you're not going to get with that list, though, is a lot of models. Right. But they're all right. tough. Yeah, like so, you, there's so many ways to summon in this. You can like, you know, if you've got, um, you know, if you've got Drycha, she can summon a unit. Yeah. Um, you know, there's other ways she can do that, right? Yeah, I think so. But, yeah. but your your characters who can summon are expensive too. Yes, so once again, you're cutting back on even the mm-hmm. amount of these you can get. Right. Oh, that's a. Uh, oh, it's uh, the Lady of Vines can summon a unit. Okay. All right, so we got three different types of Kurnoth hunters. Yeah, and they're all... They're all, all five they're, wounds, all seven bravery, all a three-up save. Yeah. Um, I mean, I think the choice is basically between hunters and... Kurnoth hunters with great bows and scythes. I, I kind of feel like the hunters with great swords are... I don't know. They have an extra attack, and that's about it over there. Well, let's put it okay. Let's Scythe. cover. Let's cover what they all have. Yeah. So they all have envoys of the Ever Queen, and trample underfoot. So while they're while they're contesting an objective, friendly Sylvaneth units wholly within six inches of that objective are treated as being wholly within six inches of overgrown terrain. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I got these guys on an objective, and then everybody. Okay. So then it suddenly just counts as overgrown terrain for mm-hmm. me. Th- that's amazing. That's really good. Because now I can fly to any other 
thing. Or mm-hmm. I could teleport into you teleport over here to cover this terrain so I can go somewhere else. Mm-hmm. They suddenly open that up to more more yeah. movement shenanigans. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, trample underfoot at the end of the combat phase. Pick an enemy. It's basically, remember it's like they, there was like a like a stomp that they used to like the old tree kin and the mm-hmm. old book used yeah. to have. They, it's that, that's this. They got a stomp on a four. You roll for each each of these models, mm-hmm. so your unit's only going to be three or four of them. But you get three on four ups. Mm-hmm. They, they, they deal out some mortal wounds because there's yeah the tree is actually stepping on you. Yes. And then each one of them has their own little ability. Like right. obviously the hunters with bows, there are special abilities that they shoot, and they that, shoot really well. That bow has got a thirty-inch yeah. range. Yeah. Okay, so two attacks, only one rend, two damage. Uh, but at the end of the combat phase, pick an enemy unit with an inch and roll it. Okay, no, that's a trample underfoot. Yeah. Oh, so they don't have any special no, rules. No, the fact that they shoot is their special rule, and their champion gives plus one attack. At a 30-inch mm-hmm. range. Mm-hmm. So you all out attack with them, get them down to threes, threes, round one, damage two. It's, it's, I think it's, it's good, but it's not great. You know what I mean? I mean, it's nice to be able to... That is a long attack. It You're is. reaching halfway across any board mm-hmm. with them. Mm-hmm. Um, you go with the Greatsword, which is the one you weren't as keen on. Yeah. They have four attacks, threes by threes, one rend, two damage. Um, Their Sundry Strikes is what kind of dip makes them somewhat appealing because sixes yeah. do two mortal sixes to hit do two do, do them as mortal so right they've got the same like the thunder hammers for the yeah for the stormcast that honestly i i kind of like i like that um almost more than the bows because you're not going to have too many yeah and you're not and this is an army that's getting up in your face anyway it mm-hmm. seems I kind of like the guys with the great swords with four attacks and then sixes are doing mortals. I mean, they're a, they're a nice blender unit because they yeah. have a lot of attacks. But I really think the best unit is the guys with the scythes. Well, okay. The guys with the scythes, they got a two-inch range. They only got three attacks. Threes by threes, three rend yeah. and two damage. That's bananas right mm-hmm. there. Plus, if they finish a pylon, which is, okay, if any models in an enemy unit finish a pylon move within three inches of friendly units uh, that have this Tanglethorn Thicket, they take a mortal wound after... They, oh, so basically if you pile in on the Kurnoth Hunter of his size, you're taking a mortal wound, yep. period. Yep. Just for piling in. Yep. Okay. And then... That could be every combat phase. Yeah. Because it's piling in. If yeah. you move a model... Because you can choose not to pile in, I suppose, sure. if you don't need to or yeah. not. But that's... It's good. Yeah, so it's just an extra mortal wound. Yeah. How many in a, in a unit of these? Three. Is it three? Mm-hmm. So with the champion, you've got ten attacks, threes by threes, three red, two damage. Yeah. And sixes do mortals. Yeah, and they're 250 for the two combat units and 230 for the great bows. So they ain't cheap either. No. But this these are these are nice elite yeah. units. Right. Now, if you're not going elite... <laughs> Speaking yeah. of not elite, we've got dryads. Yeah. Uh, you know what they remind me of? They're my chain rasps. Yeah. They move seven inches, which is good, but mm-hmm. they got six bravery, one wound, a five up save, two attacks, fours by fours, no rend, one damage. Mm-hmm. And they just they got they just have a lot of attacks. Right. So that's what they do, and they're And if you're near an overgrown terrain, you're minus one to hit them. Yeah, and there's t- you get ten for a hundred points. Which is cheap. Yeah. So you spend 200 points, make them your Galician veterans, and now you've got 
20 of them, so they count as 60 models on objectives. Oh, wow. I'm, yeah. Right? That's really great. Yeah. And then I mean, 20 of them, and if you get, I mean, if you've got a big model, you're going to, you got them all piled in. Mm-hmm. They've got a two-inch range. Exactly. You're fighting in three ranks or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, because they can, they, since they're Galician veterans, they get to attack with their within a half inch of the people in front. Right. So then you're getting a, probably a fourth rank, because I, I don't know how big the base size is. Are. are they 32s? I, I believe they're on 32s. So okay, I think you're, so you you're going to get two ranks. Yeah, and then you get that extra one because you got a half inch of the... I don't know. Or do you get that? I don't think you do because... Oh, okay. Right. I see what you're saying. So it's still two ranks, but whatever. I mean, but you're minus one to hit them, and if you can get all the guys in, there's like 40 attacks. Yeah. Half of those hit 20, half of those wound 10 if you get lucky. And it's no rend, but it's right. just... You're, I don't even think that's the point. No, the point of dryads is to... Get in the way, yeah, <laughs> and to just walk up on objectives and just sit there. Yeah, like, go ahead and try and kill me. I don't care. They're dryads. Yeah, they're they're definitely they're just like the the um, they're mm-hmm. the same as as my uh, yeah yeah as the chain rasps mm-hmm. or as any of these other. They're just bodies, but man, yeah. Suddenly they count as sixty. Forget about 60 it. Sixty for two hundred points. That is good. Yeah, I mean, think about like a stormcast unit. A unit of liberators is your cheapest battle line. That's 115 points. It's only five guys, right? So that's. I mean, there's all there's so much that they're there's so so many reasons why they're better. But. Yes. So that's but that's only ten wounds. But yeah, and when you're looking to hold objectives, though, that's the whole thing. It, when yeah. you're contesting, yeah, this becomes something. Yeah. All right. So what else have we got? We've got the revenants, the mm-hmm. spites, and the tree revenants. Yep. And these guys are two wounds apiece with five up saves. Yeah. Um, but really, the point of the revenants, the tree revenants, is not to fight anything. They don't fight anything. They just teleport around the battlefield and make the make your opponent make all kinds of bad decisions. <laughs> it's really what they do. It makes sense, right? So you teleport this unit behind your opponent, and they've got their objectives back there. And now they have to like. Oh my God, now I have to babysit these objectives or else these dumb tree reverence are just going to take them from me. So depending on who you're facing, I mean, they have to divert part of their army back there. And meanwhile, they've got your, the whole rest of the Sylvaneth army to deal with. Plus, at least the, the, the tree revenants, yeah. once per battle round, you can receive the all-out attack or the all-out defense without a command being issued right. or a point being spent. Right. Which means... Which means they're awesome at fighting other people's chaff. Right. I'm just going to give them this bonus, and I don't have to pay for it. Now, I can't give it to someone else because you can't give out two in a turn. But if I'm giving it out for free, yeah. then I'm giving it out. Like, right. I'm giving yeah. it to them every turn. Yeah. Why not? Right. Oh, that's so good. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Spite Revenants. Actually, these guys have... They're supposed to be a combat unit. Well, they have more attacks, and they hit better. Yeah. They don't, they don't have any, any rend, yep. but uh, sixes, do, sixes do mortals again instead of doing regular. So yeah. you got 10 of them with three attacks apiece. Yeah. They're meant to be a combat unit, but I don't know. I don't see too many people taking them unless you're going with, like, Drychair, right? She can... Right. Well, I'm just she thinking... Make, she can give him plus one to wound. Yeah. But still, threes by threes with three attacks, 10 of them are doing 30 attacks. Mm-hmm. Especially if you if your dry chest is nearby. Yeah. They can give them all out attack. Then they're on twos to hit, twos to wound. 
It's not. It, it, the thing is, it's not hard hitting. Like right. you're, you're, most people are going to make most of the saves on this because there is no rend. It's just one damage. Mm-hmm. But you're, you know, once again, I've got ten of them. I've got thirty attacks. I'm gonna get four, five, sixes. Yeah. So I'm doing four or five mortals, mm-hmm. and then the rest is gravy. Yeah. They're they're just a cheap unit. If you, but I I think if you're taking spite revenants. Mm-hmm. Then you should just take tree revenants instead. Unless your whole idea of your army is I just want to paint up a bunch of dudes with, you know, that blue looking elves with the paint and the wildwood paint. You want to make your army look super sweet. And you just have a whole army of tree revenants, spite revenants, and drycha. I think that would be amazing. <laughs> you you could do a horde army with this. Oh yeah. You could do hordes and you could bump them up with God, the yeah. with the big bulk and just run stuff around. And then it's and then it's a thousand cut army. Yeah, then you have then you could do you know, like three units of twenty dryads. Yeah. Then no, no, those are your re your three your reinforced units and then just bunches of units of spite revenants and tree revenants have drycha running around just being a pain and yeah. blasting people with her massive shooting attack and Everybody knows I love horde armies. Mm-hmm. I can't help myself. Elite's fun. But like I said, you're talking about all that. When I'm looking at this at this yeah. book and it's yeah. like, yeah, we could bring, you know, I could bring 15 models and have them be all of these bad yeah. guys coming in with their big sword. And I'm like, I can have 80 triads. <laughs> yeah. Just, just attack. And you know what? And I, and I just, stopping I, you. And I love that because you got these guys who bring their elite stuff and they've mm. got all this. I was like, I got a two up save or yeah. a three up save for these three models. They got five wounds apiece. All right. Well, I just did six mortals and then I did like another 20 wounds yeah. because of this save all this. And so you're like, oh, I lost. And I can afford to lose 10 exactly. of them when you lose one. Exactly. It's a, it becomes a battle of it's attrition s- at some point. It's such a dumb way to I mean, play, I mean, but it's if so got, much if fun. Got, if you got Lady of Vines and Drycha as your two characters yeah. and you bring a horde of you know, three hordes of dryads, a couple of units of these guys, you're raising, you're summoning more dryads. It's becomes, you just flood the battlefield with just all this stuff that's teleporting all over the place. Yeah. <laughs> It'd be crazy. And the thing is, if you can get that where you've got a lot of these different, you've got your wildwoods all over, you've got yeah. your overgrown things all over. Suddenly I'm, I've got, I mean, you never know where I'm going to come out next mm-hmm. because if I've got, once I'm over three, yeah. Once I'm over three places to teleport. Now, are you going to put half of your units and hold them at a place to teleport, exactly. or are you going to play right. the game? Right, you're going to go after the objective. Yeah, what are you going to do? Because like, you can, you can do that. You yeah. can stop me from running around with your fo- in the beginning. Right. Yeah, I'm going to stop you from jumping around. Mm-hmm. As soon as things start to dwindle a little bit, and you got to mm-hmm. make choices. It's like, wait, no, you you know, you need to get your objectives. You right. need to get your guys onto stuff. Mm-hmm. Suddenly, you're opening it up, and I'm like, <laughs> yeah, pop, 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 pop. Yeah, and this army plays the new general's handbook really well. Oh yeah, right? yeah. We were talking up, about that. Yeah, with all that stuff going on, this, it it it's. Mm-hmm. It's it's tailor made for this type of an army. Yep, it's Cause, really cause, fun because the grand strategy you can pick is just have three of your battle line units in your opponent's territory at the end of the game. Like, oh, okay, yeah, <laughs> sure, <laughs> I can do that. Yeah, that's that's fantastic. Mm-hmm. All right, so we have uh, what? Uh, so we have the underworlds uh, units and the endless spells. Yeah, I want to talk about the endless spells and the awakened uh, wildwood. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Um, so let's talk about the glade worm. Yeah. So are now are these guys? I I didn't. I know you looked them over. Are you taking any of these? Oh, the the underworlds guys. 
Oh, I wasn't talking about the Underworld. Oh, guys. The, we the, the Glade Worm? The Glade Worm yeah. is awesome. Because they average about 50 points for the... Yeah, the Glade their, Worm is amazing. Like, so the Glade Worm, okay. It's, can, it's moves eight inches. It can fly. Mm-hmm. Uh... Let's see. After it's moved, roll a die for each unit within three. On a three up, it takes D3 mortals. Each unit. Each unit. Within an inch of it. So you just get it right in the middle of stuff, and it's doing something. After it's moved, roll a dice for each Sylvaneth unit within six, and it heals D3. Oh, that is good. Mm-hmm. So you just have this guy in the mix where your tree lords are fighting, you know, and he just sits there and, mess and does stuff, and it heals your tree lords. He just has to be there, and he's a big model. Yeah. So you can what people I've seen do is they have their tree lord running around, spirit of Durthu, and they just park the glade worm next to him. So you can't you can walk through endless spells and move over them, but you still cannot land on them. So effectively, he's just like your tree lord's buddy, and he just protects. He's us. on his flank, so he you just, can't. So you can't get you your can't, models on that can't, side. Can't get the models on the side of the tree lord. And he's healing D three. And if you're near the tree lord, he's there's a two thirds chance he's going to throw D three mortals on <laughs> yeah. you. He's just your tree lord's buddy. That's just kind of dumb. It's awesome. That's great, right? He just sits there, and then so now your opponent gets sick of it. And they're like, God and damn you've that got, stupid glade worm. You need got to get rid so of many it. casters. You can afford mm-hmm. to throw this out. Whereas mm-hmm. a lot of armies, it's like, am I spending a am I spending right. a, a, a spell to dis exactly. to take this off? Exactly. Oh, that is that's nice. Yeah, he's just he, it's just a thing that it just you just park it next to your big combat guy, and he just sits there and heals you and kills the enemy and protects your flank and yeah, it's because it's a big model. Yeah, and then you got the spite swarm hive. Yep. This one, you drop it down fif- within 15 inches. Mm-hmm. Which is a big range for an endless spell. Yeah. And at the end of the hero phase, if a wizard or hero is within nine inches of it, you can do one of the following two things at yep. the end of the hero phase. Yep. Either one, pick a unit wholly within nine inches of the endless spell, and on a two-up, add three inches to normal moves and charges till the end of the mm-hmm. turn. Oh, my. That's spicy. So you got your little flyy guys who are doing 14. Yeah, they're alpha striking. And then you walk up the Spirit of Dirt through. Spite Swarm swipe next to him. And now he's got plus three to his charge. <sighs> and you've got your reroll charges command ability in, you know, in, your, in your arsenal. And you just go for it. It's like... <laughs> 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 or pick a friendly unit wholly within nine inches, and yeah. on a two-up, yeah. it's uh, minus one rend for right. attacks that come at so you. So it's a defensive ability. That's so, yeah. So now you're three-up Tree Lord, who all out defense is down to two-up. Now he ignores a pip of rend against him? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. Oh. Uh-huh. And so what about this this last tree, the Vengeful Skull Root? I, yeah. Okay, so this one co- comes on a six. It's only got a six-inch range. Right. But it's predatory. It can move eight inches. So this tree can move eight inches yeah. and fly. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, if a unit fails a battle shock test near this three, add D3 to the number of models that flee. Uh, it's, okay. Okay. it's cool. I don't, I don't generally buy into a, abilities that count on you failing a battle shock test because there's so many ways to not fail battle shock tests. Right. And that was what I was about to say. Mm-hmm. But in the effect that in the event that it does, 
Hooray. Yeah, exactly. Especially if you're getting in there with a bunch of these guys and you can get a couple, just a get couple extra off. Yeah. Uh, after it moves, roll a dice for each unit that has any models it passed across and models within on a two-up. It takes D3 mortals or D6 if it's near an awakened Wildwood. Oof. That's good, too. Yeah. I don't know. It's kind of expensive. This is the one that's 60, right? It's more, it's more than the other two, and I don't think it's as good. But I think the best use I've seen for the Vengeful Skullroot mm-hmm. model is as a, uh, a maggotkin uh, gnarl wood or whatever they call those things. Oh, okay. <laughs> I think you, people convert this into the... Uh, oh, they just convert the model. <laughs> they convert into the model into the, a the different... model, into the model you can't buy for maggotkin right now because they're all sold out. <laughs> <laughs> That's the best use I've seen for this thing. <laughs> oh, okay, I know you want to talk about the the well. There's war- the, that, there's the faction terrain, and then the underworlds guys, and we didn't talk about one guy yet. Okay, we did not talk about the arch revenant. We didn't. No. Oh, how did we miss that? Because he's not a wizard. He's just a dude. Oh, okay. Remember this guy? He's got like the bug on his back that lets him fly. Oh, right, 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 right. How did I mean? What am I doing? Yeah, it's okay. This is what happens when you ha- when you have to get up and and go somewhere else through space and time to finish yeah. recording. Yeah. Where is this guy? I'm not finding. He's on him page eighty nine. All right. How did we not talk about him? Oh, because he's not a wizard. He's, he's, he's not just a wizard. A hero. He's just a hero. He's not that exciting. Oh, okay. <laughs> Uh, he's got a four-up save and eight bravery. Not bad. Yeah. Um, he hits pretty hard. So you can okay. You have an so you either have a defensive stance or an aggressive stance. And we've right. seen this before with Stormcast yep. guys too. Mm-hmm. Uh, defensive def- stance gets a four ward. Four-up ward. Yeah. Or plus one attack, which is cool. Well, uh, yeah. I mean, I would always be taking the defensive stance. I think. I mean, it's got a two rend, one damage attack. Mm-hmm. Which, it's four attacks, which yeah. is pretty good. Going to five, I don't know that I need that mm-hmm. as so much as a four-up save and a four-up ward. So what he does do is champion of Kurnoth. Plus one to wound for Kurnoth Hunter's whole... Oh. <laughs> okay. And it's not melee. Right, so plus one for wound rolls for attacks made... So, oh, yeah, you could put him by anybody. So including, if you're having them, you definitely put him in. Including the guys with the bows. Oh, plus one to wound for the... Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. So that helps. Why didn't we talk about this guy before <laughs> that? Because I'm an idiot, and I don't put things together the so right way. So now your Kurnoth Hunters are hitting on threes with all-out attack, which you're probably doing because it's the shooting phase. And now they're wounding on twos with this dude. Oh, yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Well, and all of them are wounding on twos mm-hmm. with this dude, which is, oh, that's really good. Yeah, and then Call to Battle is his other thing. It's a command ability. At the combat phase, uh, he uses it on a Sylvaneth unit plus one attack. Plus, okay. During, okay. Which is super good. Uh, so especially you could use it for any Sylvaneth unit? Any Sylvaneth unit, yeah. So that unit of dryads that was getting, you know, 30 or 60 attacks or whatever we were talking about suddenly is getting another attack for yeah, those guys. Yeah, if you put this on a horde of dryads, yeah. that'd be awesome. That's, <laughs> I mean, you got to pick and choose where it works, yeah. but it's like, once again, if you're, I, I, I have a bucket yeah. of dice, so let's roll them. Yeah, let's roll them all. Oh, so he's okay. kind of like a, a buffing unit. Yeah. Right? 
So he doesn't do much on his own, but he buffs the other units. My biggest problem. And he can with be and he can be anywhere. I mean, yeah. he, and any when he can move twelve. Yeah. Which is awesome. My my biggest problem with this book is decide. I mean, I mean, I always have that problem. I write my first. I start thinking all the units yeah. I want to put in my list, and it's yeah. like, oh, that's a four thousand point army. Yeah, yeah. You're spoiled for choice with this. Yeah, you the, are. I mean, the arch right, it's one twenty. So he's he's pretty cheap, and he, for a character, and yeah. The, and the amount that he buffs your hunters is insane. So if you're taking lots of Colonel hunters, if that's your plan. You got to put this guy in there. You have to for a buck twenty, and the guy's basically got a uh, during the combat phase. So it's just the combat phase. Yeah. So he's not for shooting, but he's got a four up save and a four up ward. Because I'm always giving him the ward save because yeah. that's who I am. Yep. For a buck twenty. Yeah. 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 Why wouldn't I? Mm-hmm. I mean, he could theoretically fly in somewhere and try to tank someone. He could theoretically try to do that that's just great mm-hmm. that's just great yeah he's cool okay so we i think okay so I, let's 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 do the let's let's talk didn't we give all the rules for the awakened wildwood or did we skip that uh, at I the think beginning we kind of skipped it okay so it's faction terrain you set it up it goes between one and three pieces depending yeah. on what you can fit right because the awakened the awakened wild model is made up of three little crescent shaped Woods, right, and right? you could form them into different shapes. Yeah, and things so if like you that. have three, you have to form the oval. Yeah, or the circle. So you're not stretching them out exactly. Yeah. So you have one, you just place. If you place two, they kind of have to go next to each other. Right, but so um, can you still use the old citadel wood as this? Is that still I allowed? Don't, I don't. Think it was you for can. a while. It was, but now that they have models for this, I don't think okay. you can. Yeah. Um. Okay, but you set this up. Okay. Um, it doesn't block line of sight for Sylvaneth, right. which I've been saying they need to do this forever. Mm-hmm. Woods should not block line of sight for wood elves. Yeah. Or wood spirits. Like, mm-hmm. you live in these, like, this is your, you know. Yeah. Um, honestly, when I first read this, I thought it was going to say that you could use it for line of sight for some characters. I thought they were going to say that. <laughs> I was like, oh, man. Yeah. Um, that has the vengeful four spirits rule. Yeah. So at the end of the charge phase, yeah. roll for every unit that's not Sylvaneth that's within an inch of any awakened wildwood. Add two if, if any wizards or spells are within six inches of the awakened wildwood that is within one inch of the unit being rolled. Mm-hmm. On a six up, that unit suffers D3 mortal wounds. So if it's any of my wizards... An endless spells, or if it's just any, any wizards? wizards. So if the if the unit the enemy unit is a wizard, you add plus two. Okay. Or if you've got a branch witch standing in those woods, it's plus two. Oh, so nice. And so D three more. So just don't be near it. Yeah. So I mean, but it's like okay. So I'm and if you've got someone who can keep adding them. Yeah, you're everywhere. Yeah, and it's not even just teleporting. Now it's like, oh, I might be doing wounds to you because you're near it. Mm-hmm. It's basically the okay, and this totally makes sense. I'm saying it now, and of course I'm saying it. I'm like somewhere in the back of my head is going, duh. It's the anti Nurgle. Yes, I mean they literally have those trees that if you get near it, it's just causing decay and death. Right here, they've got trees that is doing the exact opposite. Mm-hmm. 
It's 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 wounding people not near it. It's it's adding to life. So it's you're either adding decaying trees, which is what Nurgle is trying to do in the realm of life. Yeah. Or you're adding fresh growth and it's healing wounds. This is such a cool. Yeah. I just I love everything about this book. Mm-hmm. And there's lots of different ways you can build it. I mean, we've already talked about three ways. Right. Just off the top of our heads, you know. And I, I mean, we've talked about a couple of models that you would auto include. Um, well, yeah, I'm turning what you're looking for. Yeah, right. I mean, Alarial's 840. I don't think she's an auto because of the cost. Yeah, but I can definitely see absolutely 100 percent justifying her being in your army, mm-hmm. especially when you get an extra couple hundred points worth of models just because you took her. Yeah, you do. Uh, which makes her effective cost cheaper. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah, you make up for that. You can like take, take. I would think the combo is you bring Alarial and Drycha. Uh huh. That way you get two units for free. Well, you'd need it because you spent almost twelve hundred right. points yeah. on those two characters. Absolutely. But this book, it's just yeah. However, you, I like books that you can play it however you want to play mm-hmm. it because I think you could do well with a horde army with this. Oh, for sure. And I think you could do just as well with a super elite army for this, mm-hmm. or your your you know, yeah, your, your alpha strike, your or tree your, sons of Bayamot, exactly, you know? or your monster, or your yeah, or your monster army. You could do it all kinds of different ways. And I hope this is a trend that we keep seeing as books go on. Mm-hmm. Like I could totally see like the I mean, the Beastman book when oh. it comes out is going to be. I think it would be very similar to this. I definitely would love to see a Beastman book where all of those different, because they've got so many monsters. They have a, they have a lot of monsters. And so you they, can play Monster Mash with that, or you could just go Horde and just go hog wild on, you know, Bessie Gores, Gores, and Ungores, and just have hundreds of those guys running around. I hope so, because honestly, in every book, that's mm-hmm. what they are. Yeah, Let's or, face it. Yeah. They're always, I mean, it, especially in the beginning. Mm-hmm. It was just, oh, look, here's a thousand gore attacking right. us. Oh, look, the Stormcast. Yep. It's, it took right. them a while, but, right. you know, they're just these huge roadblocks. I want to see right. or you go minotaur, variety. Or you go minotaurs. Yeah. And you play. Your elite army. I'm going to go with elite minotaurs uh-huh. or the horde or yeah. the monsters. Yeah. Because... And honestly, it behooves GW. And the, the one risk you come is it becoming generic. That every mm-hmm. mon- but there's the thing. Suddenly, any army works with everybody's playstyle. Right. The more armies you have, that the more armies people are going to buy. Mm-hmm. For you sure. know, because it's I like to, we know I like to play horde armies, mm-hmm. and it gets it's it's hard, dude. I was looking at the when we were talking about daughters of Cain. Yeah. I could just take tons. Of Witch these daughters and throw Witch it out Elves. there? Yeah, yeah why wouldn't I? Yeah. I could take... T- I'm looking at this, and yeah, there's all these great things, but I'm looking at spite revenants and, and, and tree revenants. And tree revenants and dryads. Th- and dryads. <laughs> yeah. And I, I don't care that they're not... I don't... I'm, you know what I'm... I just, I just want to roll buckets of dice. You would and, be able to. And, and oh, my that. God. Because that's... Uh, I love this book. Mm-hmm. This is two books in a row that I just... I love that you have every playstyle available to yeah, you. Yeah, for sure. And all sorts of options and great great painting choices. Yeah, well, all, everything in here. Well, I mean, I mean, I'm trying to think of the stuff that's older models that uh-huh. they're they're rehashing. Well, and think for of, this yeah. book, and there's not too many. I mean, the oldest model in here is probably the Tree Man. Well, and that's the even, tree, that's, that's a, the Tree Lord. That's a and, and, that's, the, and the Dryads. 
Right. And those and those And the hunters, I guess. I think the well, the dryads haven't really changed, have they? The no, dryads they, are the, back from like sixth and seventh yeah, edition. The plastic, well, the, there was plastic dryads, yeah. which they've had for a while. Uh-huh. And before that, the dryad model was a metal. Right, but guy. the plastic dryads have been around been since around fantasy. For, they've been around for a while, as as well as the the, tr- the hunters. Hunters have been around for. A Did while. the hunters come in in eighth edition? Yeah. Okay, the hunters came in. in I'm eighth pretty edition. sure I, they did. Were they? I didn't. I don't remember. I didn't think so. Because it was Treekin in 8th edition. They had, yeah, they had Treekin, which are gone. And then they had right. the Tree Lords, which honestly, because was that... They had the Metal Tree Man. Right. Was that the end? Once And I can't remember if that was end of 8th or beginning of AOS when yeah. they brought in these big plastic Tree Lords. It might have been end yeah. of 8th, but it's still end of 8th. The Kurnoth Hunters. Yeah, I don't remember honestly when, I don't. The, when the Kurnoth Hunter models came remember out. having just I, I loved because I had a wood elf army and I loved just tons of tree kin sure and tree men they yep. looked so silly and yep. they were metal and they were the worst yeah. to put together <laughs> all those pinning all those little branches oh, yeah. together to get them and they looked so weird yeah I, I had to try to wood elf army as they're well. so much fun though they were fun I, I really liked the the elf portion the right way the the uh, war dancers are my favorite Oh, uh-huh. They, they were so awesome. I wish they could figure out a way to incorporate that aesthetic back yeah. into the game somehow. The war dancers, they were so cool. Yeah, you know what? I was kind of hoping, and maybe as the story progresses, it would be nice to see Alarial. I would like, I'd love to see a part of the story where the elves, who are so seemingly in tuned with nature and all mm-hmm. of nature's abilities yeah. come back. The Wanderers. To her. The Wanderers coming yeah. back to there. And right. that, there's an opportunity yeah. to add wander, And it doesn't have to be the same models. It doesn't have to be. Sure. I mean, it, new, but you could at least use the old ones. Mm-hmm. But why not have some elves Yeah, yeah. I mean, in the, in, the, in the cities of Sigmar, yeah. that, that's where all the Wanderers are. But now that she's done this spell of life, couldn't you see the call to go back there? For sure. That would be a great story movement. And uh, granted, this is a new book, so we're not going to see that. You'd have to see it. First of all, they'd have to incorporate it into the next bit of storyline. Yep. And then they'd have to put a book out. And so you know that they, since they just put this book out, it couldn't possibly happen for at least six months. (laughs) Right. So, I mean, (laughs) as far as Wanderer's models, they've got the Nomad Prince. Uh Uh-huh. I'm just going through it right now. They've got Eternal Guard. Well, they would make new models. You know they would make new models, and they might have given mm. them that, even give them that name, but they'd get new models, but you could use your old models if you want, you sure. know. But why not? Yeah. I'm why not to... put out a newer, better? Because those Eternal Guard were great, but those old medals were fiddly, yeah. and those stupid those stupid well, spears broke Well, they, well, they have new Eternal Guard. They have plastics, Oh, that's right? right. They do have the plastics, and right. They have Sisters of Thorn. The sisters, of, uh, uh, the Wild Riders, bring them back, and the Wildwood Rangers, bring them back to this, to this, mm-hmm. and they could totally be... that would work with the story with now with the spell of life happening, yeah, and suddenly they're putting Nurgle on the back foot. Why wouldn't she call out? Right, she is. I mean, let's face, she is an elf. Yeah, the, yeah. She, I, she remembers her elf, her elf brethren. These guys come back. You know, uh, you know. I can teach you the ways of my people, and they can learn to go and be a part of that living in the forest thing. Come back to that. Mo- yeah. This would be a great bit of story movement for them. I agree, and especially because I was checking to see if she had the elf keyword, and she does not. No. Oh, she. Well, she might. Yeah. Oh, she doesn't. Mm-hmm. She just has sil. She has the Sylvan keyword. Okay. 
that well, like I said, you'd need a new book, and but once again, you need that storyline to change. Yeah. And it's it's. I think it's only. I'm only even thinking about this because of the big storyline change in the last movement where mm-hmm. they where they sent Nagash packing. Yeah. And uh, I'll get you back, you fools. <laughs> and he's gone, and now she let the spell of life go. Yeah. She's. She's gone from sort of staying home. I mean, she's, oh yeah, she's making her the presence of the Sylvanath known to the, right. all the realms, not just the realm of life. All right, and I'm not trying to downplay her at all. She is a she has been and always has been a major player. Mm-hmm. I mean, she's one of the one of the gods of the order. Yep. Excuse me, pantheon. But now that she has chosen to do this spell, and it's mm-hmm. and it's affected all the realms. Yeah. It makes nothing but perfect sense mm-hmm. to have the, to have the wanderers rally to her. It's kind of like the the the, the Grungni thing. Like, yeah, why? Are, what are the dispossessed doing? And now that he's back, oh, now that he's back, call the dispossessed call, back. Right. You call know what I did in. today? I was rummaging. I was trying to find my gyrocopters. <laughs> I, I have these old, the old metal gyrocopters. I have three of them, and I was trying to find them. And I finally did locate them. But, okay. But meanwhile, I was rummaging through all my stuff, and I found my my two dwarf armies. Your old ones, my yeah. Old one, and I pulled out the one I painted recently, and that it's like the old three tier foam GW case. Right. And that thing weighs a ton. It's all metal. But the whole army is metal, and I opened it up. I'm looking through it. I'm just getting like all these. These all these these feels and these nostalgia pains. I'm like, oh my god, I love this army so much. I do too. And here's the thing. And I sold my square based dwarf army, mm. my first Warhammer army. I, I and I had to make room, and I needed yeah. money. Yeah. For I mean, you, there's sometimes you just have to say. Thing is, yeah. I have enough. I I was not rebasing it. Yeah. I was not. I, I wasn't doing it. Plus. M- n- it's good in cities of Sigmar, but there isn't a right. dispossessed. I was no. looking, going, this, yeah. And the I person did, who got it for me got it for a song. Yeah, they did. They got it on eBay for a song. Oh. It was a really great deal for them. Yeah, uh, I took a bath on it, but I had to make room. It mm-hmm. had to go, and it broke my heart. And the only mm-hmm. things I kept were the Doom Seekers. Okay. The metal doom yeah. seekers I've collected because that yeah. is my that, and you, you know as well you know that's my favorite yeah that's my favorite model sure that's my favorite models I love them yeah I've got those ones and I just I couldn't uh, I, I I couldn't part with those oh and I found I still have a box of long drawings say Slayer <laughs> oh, Pirates man. somewhere those are awesome I yeah. was I was I was open I opened it up and I'm like oh my god I have all my hammers I have thirty yeah. You I know, had 50 hammers, right. metal hammers. I have, I had th- I have all like of it. 30 paint. I have more just in a bag that I think I got in a, I think I got, I think Ryan Nichols uh-huh. sold me a bunch of old hammers. Nichols, I'm yeah. Like, <laughs> Nichols got all that stuff. He had I all have all stuff. those guys. I've got like quarrelers and miners and I love I the all miners. the war machines. I was digging, I opened up my old, my, my uh, little drawer with all my mm-hmm. old dwarf stuff. I've got a King Ulrich in there. I had all of them. Completely in a blister pack. Not I, touched. He's like ah. I had the two Slayer Kings, King yeah, uh, King Ungrim, Ungrim, yeah, and and he, and Garagrim, the son. He's in my box. Uh, and I think I found my old Gotrek, the one who's holding like the troll with his axe. I found. Uh, that I had. Oh, like, I still no. have my Gotrek. Mo- I didn't sell my Gotrek. Yeah. Or Fel- I got a Gotrek and Felix. I had the ones in the blister packages, yeah. and I found them recently. And my kids, when they were small, had gotten into them and, yeah. and messed them up, sure. and then didn't tell me. Yeah. 
So I still need to get a Gotrek and a, a proper Gotrek and Felix. When I'm, what I'm, my my dream catch is get all the all the Max and all the characters oh, yeah. from the books that yep. they made. I would yep. love to get a hold of those. Yeah. They're not cheap if you can find them, right. but I would love to get a hold of them. Mm-hmm. Um, the other thing that I think, and I think it, I think it went with the th- with the with the set. I have to see if it did or not. I have to dig through the through the closet of shame. <laughs> But the uh, Malachi McKyson's Goblin Hewer. I don't have that model. I had that model, mm. and that's such an amazing. It's it's just a conveyor belt that yeah, throws axes. It's called the Goblin Hewer. Right? Yeah, and it just throws axes. Mm-hmm. They just you stick them in the thing, and it moves yeah. really fast and just chucks axes. Yeah, I think it was like a regiment of renown. It wasn't was. It? Yeah. yeah, it was one of the. Yeah, it was a regiment of renown, just like the Long Drunk Slayer Pirates, yeah. so and it was, was beautiful. It, it wasn't even in the old Dogs of War book it was an add-on wasn't it it was somewhere i don't know where it was but it was yeah. just it was a it, I, it was a dwarf thing i bought it yeah you know i completely bought it yeah but yeah this and one last thing before we have to wrap up mm-hmm. and i don't even have my my notes from the show beginning so i don't um we're gonna have a we're gonna have a uh not a normal ending here i guess but the this much like the old wood elves the paint Opportunity mm-hmm. because so many people are going to yeah. pick a season. Yeah, exactly. And yep. they have so many; they have more yeah. than four. So Do you remember a, a guy he used to play up in Wisconsin. His name was Dave Bednarik. Do you remember yeah. Dave? Remember his winter themed wood elf army? Yeah, I remember the tournament that he unveiled that, and everyone was like. Oh my God! It was that is gorgeous. The coolest thing I've ever seen. And most people do fall because the color scheme is right. great. Domus yeah. had all that yep. with, with the little, and he made the little pumpkins on the spikes yeah. to count yep. the wounds and stuff. Yeah, the Halloween themed, yeah, uh, wood elf army. And a lot of people do that fall. You're going to do spring or you're going to do fall, but you can do any. Yeah. The, the, the opportunities for conversions, yeah. the opportunities for different paint schemes. This is one of the best, I think, just for. Like a painter's army. For total hobby, this playing, building, modeling, Mm -hmm. painting, it's got everything. Yeah. And that's what I love about this. That's what I love about this this book is it's just, it hits on every cylinder. Yeah. It's so much fun. Yeah. I have a a box that I bought at a game shop. Gosh, it was ages ago. But it was... It was you know like the boxes that the starter sets used to come in. Yeah, it's a big box like that, and it is full of metal wood elf models. I still have. I got a like, couple of big pieces of battle foam. Just like it's, I mean, I'm, I'm not saying it's like kind of like you know, like half. I mean, it is packed. Oh, bottom to top. I, I bet you there's eighty old metal dryads in there. That's crazy. I bet you there's at least a dozen of the old Tree Man models. I think what I have in <laughs> I mean, this, it's I, nuts. I think what I have left in mine is mostly the uh, the the cavalry. Okay, yeah. Ton of it though. Yeah. I've got the, I got like twenty of I them. I found all my I found some Warhawk riders. Remember those guys? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. They're so cool. And the old ones were so terrible because the bird was so tiny. Yeah. Like they were big. Now they got a bigger bird right. who's on it. So great. Yeah. I mean, why not bring a Warhog Rider back? Uh, I would love to see that stuff come back to this. And then you don't need it because they've got a lot of this. Yeah. But it would just be nice to see some, of the, just a yeah. few of the elves come back right. to sort of mix in would be really cool. Right, because the only true elf we have that's current to AOS is the new Lumineth, right? Yeah. The, yeah, yeah. the spearmen, mm-hmm. the archers, the horse riders, right. the crew of like their uh, war machine. Yeah, they got a they got they got a lot of good. I mean, stuff that's there. about that's pretty much their standard 
It's your elf yeah. right now, right? Right, right, yeah. Right. yeah. Uh, I don't think we're going to see it before we see the before we see Tyrion's army that, uh, and Malekith's uh, army. Yeah. That I'm dying for those. I oh, will take man. those before adding some wood elves to this. Yeah, but I agree. That's what it is. So I think I think we're done. I think so. I think we got all this covered. I think we got to wrap up. So we should we should wrap up. Uh, once again, want to thank all of the sponsors. Want to thank mm. Grognards. Bing 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 for letting Dude. us be here. Want to thank Six Squared Studios. Want to thank um, uh, Castrock Superstore. All the Patreon patrons. I don't have the list with all the names in front of me of all our regular of our of our you know executive producers and associate producers and the new guys. And I apologize. I will mention you again, obviously, at the next show. Um, and I just want to thank everybody for listening. And uh, listen up because we've got a bunch happening here. Like I said, I've got the I've got the we've got the. Gen Con episodes dropping. Yep. Um, we just did another Garage World for the Patreon patrons. Cool. It's about two hours of us talking movies and talking the uh, Flashback Weekend Horror Convention. You know, we mix that with about two hours we got on Gen Con. There's so much stuff coming out, people. Mm-hmm. So just whatever you, whatever, whatever your gaming fix is, I got something for so you right now. What's our next episode for? I don't know. I, I guess we're doing Skaven. Ugh. Yeah. Squeak, squeak. Die, die, man. Uh, <laughs> I don't gonna, know what else to say. Now I'm gonna have to dig out all my rats. Yep, there gonna, are yeah. there are a thousand of them. <sighs> so annoyed, <laughs> so annoyed. Where's Gotrek when you need him? Uh, all right, so folks, until next time, only the faithful will be triumphant. Only the faithful will stand when all others fall, and only the faithful know no despair except in failure. Or Sigma. Where's the horn? I don't know. Horn! <laughs> yeah. 